What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to episode 32 of the Low Life Chopper Motherfucking Podcast. Well, hell motherfucking yeah, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you're having a fucking killer Friday. We have got one fantastic interview for you guys. We will be jumping into it in just a few minutes, but until then, let's kick this shit off the way we always do. Look, with those motherfucking sponsors. <laughs> we got fucking chicken fried choppers, Mr. Chicken Rick. Motherfucker. Big thank you to Chicken Rick. Thanks for not showing up. Thanks for not coming to the show, motherfucker. Cried in the corner all fucking night. <laughs> Just eating a bucket of chicken by myself. <laughs> Just waiting for him to show. <laughs> I just but, stared at the door all night. It never happened. I understand. Still a great dude. Still looking forward to seeing him. But feelings feelings were definitely hurt. Speaking <laughs> of feelings, let's get right into Mr. Fuck Your Feelings. Fuck Your Feelings. Famous for nothing. Go check him out on the Instagram. He just dropped uh, a couple new shop rags. Dropped a couple new t-shirts. Uh, always doing some badass shit. Always staying busy. Um, yeah. So go fucking check him out. Tell him we motherfucking sent you. Good deal. We also shared a little booth space with the next two the next sponsors. two sponsors. Yeah, we just fucking saw these two. So we got Babes Bikes and Beards, Amy Lynn Ayrton, motherfucking Amy Lynn Ayrton, <laughs> working on that bug out bike. Yes, it was cool to finally be able to sit down and chop it up with her. Yeah, I finally got to see pictures of it. Everything gets posted to a goddamn story. Yeah, and I don't catch the stories because I can't have my phone out at work. Struggle. Yeah, it was good. Hopefully, uh, she'll be on the show coming up soon, so you guys will finally get some fucking details. Yes, we definitely got to have her back on. And then we've got Mr. Fat Man Custom Motors. Yes. Mel Rose Mass. I sat in the middle of our booth and his booth all fucking night long. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know which one you were working. <laughs> it was good. We had a good time, so hopefully all you guys that were at the show came by and fucking... Chopped it up with us. We finally got to meet a lot of you motherfuckers, which is cool, so. Yeah, we got to, should we jump right into the shout-outs? I feel like there's nothing yeah, to should, do but jump into sure. the shout-outs. Got to give a big shout-out right off the bat. Rebel Scum 69. There's X's in there. There's underscores in there. There's a 69 in there. It's the fucking trendiest <laughs> handle you could ever imagine. Fucking great, dude. Sexy as fuck with those cowboy boots. Dude, the boots. <laughs> oh my god, this fucking burgundy leather with the toes that stick up all the way to the knees. This shit was out of control. He is a handsome prick, I'll tell you. Certainly is. <laughs> he he was a great dude. Him and his wife, girlfriend, wife, girlfriend whichever it was, significant other. Both of them super fucking cool. Yeah. It was awesome meeting you guys. Um, pumped you fucking came out to the show. I can tell he's the kind of dude that's going to get me in trouble this summer. Oh, for sure. He's definitely a rowdy motherfucker for sure. Can um, imagine having him at Deadbeat. I'm looking forward to having him at Deadbeat. Yeah. Better be coming to Deadbeat, bro. We need that. Yeah, he'll definitely be need there. that energy. We need that at Laconia, too. I'll harass the fuck out of him until he shows up. Perfect. Who else we got for shout outs? Fucking got Rhino Senior. Yes, Rhino underscore Senior. Excuse me. Yeah, he misspoke. With us. Motherfucking Rhino Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he knows if that's his name yet, but welcome to the show. Yeah, super fucking cool dude. Got to chop it up with him as well. Swung by the booth, picked up some merch. Really appreciate that, man. Helps to keep the show going, and it's just fucking awesome to get some FaceTime with the people that are listening. He's got a couple of bikes. He's got some cool shit in the works. Yeah. He's doing that one with the... Hold on. Which one are we talking about? 
Rhino Senior. Oh yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, I'm on the wrong guy. I was talking about Rebel Scum. <laughs> Rebel Scum that fucking forty over. Yeah. You guys dude. watch out for that son of a bitch. That one's wild. And I wish I could give a shout out to the guy that he said was making him a front end. I don't remember. Cause yeah, he's getting a custom forty over front end. This shit is out of control. And before you ask, no, it is not stock rake forty over. I know. Big fucking <laughs> loss. Should have done it. Could have been fucking sky high. You bet twelve o'clock just sitting on the bike. <laughs> More than twelve o'clock. <laughs> you fucking leaning backwards. It's nine o'clock. <laughs> so yeah, I wish I could give a shout out to the guy that was making him that, but he said he was a super cool dude. We'll we'll reach out to him and we'll shout him out on the next one. So I got a shout out to so his Instagram is 300EZ. Uh, he wrote in and said, Hey, motherfucker, it's Matt from Melbourne, Australia. Love Ooh. the podcast. It's the only one I listened to. Found it a few weeks back and haven't stopped listening. Uh, I got an 85 soft tail, which I thought was a bobber. Um, <laughs> but I have to listen Terms. to you motherfuckers. I'm not sure what to call it. Sent some pictures. That thing is fucking sick. This is the one you showed me earlier? Yeah. Dude. The John Metal one. Just call it, yeah, I, I looked, at, looked at this really quickly. Just call that a chop. That thing's gorgeous. gorgeous. Fucking Springer front end, gorgeous wheels, super low, super narrow. Just call it a chop. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Leave it, leave it be. Thing's beautiful. Um, I got to give a shout out to Josh Ward, 1977. Hit us up today saying he was just, he sent a picture of a TIG weld. He's running some fucking 332 tungsten. Some ER seventy S two wire doing a little fucking L joint. Nobody knows what that means. He does. <laughs> <laughs> so at least this one person's gonna know. And um, yeah, I was asking him if he had. So he's new to TIG welding, and I was asking him if he had any tips for people that were starting, because I'm sure you guys are fucking sick of hearing my tips every week. And he was saying that. He says, I did pony up for a gas lens kit for my torch. And even at a super rookie stage in the TIG world, I can totally tell the difference with it. So let that be a lesson to anybody out there. If you're fucking starting and you're struggling with it, go to WeldingTipsAndTricks.com. Jody's got the gas lens kits. Pick up a gas lens. is going to make a huge difference in your welds. They also got fucking see-through cups. So if you're having trouble seeing where your tungsten's at because your cup is like hanging over it and you can't tell how far your arc is, get yourself a fucking stubby gas lens. Shout out to Josh Ward for giving me a good place to plug that on the podcast. Fuck yeah. Uh, shout out to Sailor Arm. We've talked to him, well, we'll talk about him a couple times. This guy's got a stable. But, yeah, I want to give him a shout out. He has a full fucking stable of bikes. Um, we will be getting him on the show. Not sure when. We're booked out like three or four weeks right now, but... Shit's filling up. Yeah, man. not a bad thing. It's great. Um, we got a couple more Born Free guys coming on for you guys, so watch out for that. But shout out to fucking Sailor Arm. He's got some badass fucking bikes. Oh, and while we're speaking of shout outs for people that have a ton of motherfucking bikes, this is somebody I shouted out before, but I didn't even realize the amount of bikes and shit this guy's built. Eric underscore Barnes 23. This dude's got a fuck ton. He there's so many I can't even I can't even list them all. He sent me a picture of a shovel head, an iron head with upswept fishtails. This this dude, the funniest part too, he says he I live in Alberta, Canada. We get to ride May to October, just to answer your question from the last podcast. 
<laughs> so apparently Canada does have a riding season. Well, shit. And this dude's fucking making the most of it. He literally sent like six or seven bikes that he built. Fuck. And every one of them is fucking spot on. You'd love it. Got the fucking narrow trees, narrow bars, spooly front ends. Ooh. Everything you love. I'm a fan. Except that they got the fucking spaceship, which I love. As long as it's not more than a 6-0, I'm going to go to that. That hurts a lot of people's fucking souls when I say that. But it's whatever. What can you do, right? Fuck all you guys. <laughs> Get at them. All right. So I think that wraps up shout-outs, right? Unless you got other shout-outs. No, I got a uh, Greasy J. Uh, shout-out to him. He got fucked up. Fucked his leg up pretty good. I believe he said it was on his dirt bike. <clears throat> so he's out of commission. He sent us a picture saying, Rolling hard as fuck at the depot, repping Low Life Chopper podcast. And he's in, like, one of those electric fucking carts that the handicapped people use. This is Home Depot, by the way. Yeah, and all you can see is our logo with motherfuckers stretched across our shoulder blades. Like, a little tiny fucking... Uh, some kind of hound puppy, like, draped over his shoulder. <laughs> he's crushing it. We'll get that picture up on the Instagram. For sure. Also... Quick correction. Looks like Rhino Senior changed his name to Rhino underscore Frost. R Y N O underscore Frost. This is the same dude, right? Yeah. Saying great to finally meet you guys at the expo the other day. So I'm assuming. Gotta be the same dude. Or, oh, unless those are two separate dudes. So I'm saying maybe there's a Rhino Senior and a Rhino Frost. Oh, man. That's called Rhino Frost, Rhino Dick when he's really not Rhino Dick. Yikes. That could totally be the case. Shit. No, I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it changed the name. We're going to leave it at that. So, yeah. Shout out to that guy. All right. That's all I got for shout outs this week. That's all we got. Let's jump into some motherfucking kicks in the dick. Perfect. All right. You want to kick it off or you want me to kick it off? Uh, I got one from Dewey Things. I think he sent like three in this week. So He sent two, yeah. It, it, he, he was getting after it. He had a lot of fucking people. Um, so this one. A proper kick in the dick to the aftermarket parts companies not making horseshoe oil bags for an 01 Sporty under $350. The fuck is this? Highway robbery on the Continental Railroad in the fucking 1800s? But for real, (laughs) if y'all know anyone holding one, please let me know. I'll give a handy for a discount because $20 is $20 and ramen is cheap. (laughs) Hey. That's a hell of a kick in the dick. That's how you get parts down, Florida. You gotta know. God, speaking of Florida, we got full with wood. I want to kick this dude I work with from Pennsylvania in the dick for being such a whiny bitch. He tries to be everyone's supervisor, but he cut his index finger off with a skill saw last year and still uses the saw. Fuck you. You're not my supervisor. Eat a dick, fuck boy. Fuck. Man. So can I play the video of Dewey Things first thing? I think that's probably best. All right, so this one is from Dewey Things. He sent us a fucking video. And so, we wish we could play you the video, but you won't be able to see his hands. Yeah. So just so, listen to just his listen voice. To what up, boys? Dewey things here. Just enjoying a beer on my day off. Just thinking about how awesome America is. Which leads me to my point for my boot in the box this week. You got this dumb bitch from Alabama who went off, joined a terrorist organization for five fucking years, had a kid. <laughs> I don't know. Terrorist life ain't for me. Oh, now you want to come back to the United States? Florida boys don't negotiate with terrorists. Neither should the U.S. Don't let her back in. Get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, fantastic. <laughs> There's no better way than let the man himself speak the words. So I'm just saying, if you guys want to send us a video message if you're kicking the dig, more than happy to play that right on the air for you. Oh, for sure. So, we got another one. We got Mr. Fucking Rebel Scum with the boots. Oh, boy. I want to give a collective kick of the dick. Oh, no, wait a minute. Am I on the wrong one here? Or did he send this twice? Who knows? No, this is definitely this week. All right. I want to give a collective kick in the dick to whoever handles design and pricing over at Harley-Davidson for being greedy fucks that have no taste and have priced out most of their loyal fan base under 35. I cannot disagree with that statement. Fuck. It's a hard one to argue. For sure. It is, it's tricky. I know things cost more when they're made in America, but, man, it does seem like it's just hard to justify at a certain point. But there's still old ones floating around under five grand, so... At least they made some shit back in the 70s, or I should say 60s, 70s, and 80s, that is still kicking around today that is highly coveted. And for under 10 grand, you could definitely be on a fucking sweet Kickstarter chop. So, something to be said for that. Uh, I got a kick and a dick from... But you should still ride a jack bike. Motherfucking rhino underscore frost. Um, He says, I got a kick and a dick from my buddies. Buddy. (laughs) We bought, that we brought to the expo for getting 86 mad early for being a lightweight goofball, not Team Wahlberg material. <laughs> <laughs> Marky Mark would not be proud. <laughs> Step your game up. This fucking IPA's got you all twisted up, motherfucker. That'll do it. That's why you don't do double IPAs. <laughs> That's it. Fucking dangerous. We got another kick in the dick from Shop Monkey Creations. I'd like to send a kick in the dick to my local gas supplier. For selling me an empty tank, then saying I used it all when I came back 45 minutes later. Yeah, I don't think you wow. can use gas that fast. That'd be amazing. You just cracked the valve. It's like you just cracked the valve on your, on your way home. As if you would just store it in your car. I'd like to know if he got... And if that ended up getting fucking uh, sorted out for him. I'd like to know if he owned the tank or not. Because apparently that fucking matters to people today. <laughs> If you own the tank, maybe they wouldn't have given you a hard time. Or maybe it doesn't fucking matter at all. Anyways, <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> you want to do Voodoo Vintage? Uh, I don't even have it pulled up. So all right, well, I got it pulled up here. Voodoo Vintage says, I'm going to dedicate this kick in the dick slash boot in the box to all those slackers waiting until the last minute to chop their shit before spring riding season. Come on. Is this your first freaking chop? I feel like this one might be for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm at the last minute tearing everything down. It's too cold in the garage to work until it's warm. And then when it's warm, I want my bikes to run. I'm fucking up. I don't ever want to hear you fucking talk about how I talk everywhere. Me? Yeah, you have like your own vocabulary just like I do. What do you mean? You say garage. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, did I say it the Connecticut way? Yeah. Is there a Connecticut way to say garage? Garage, garage. I just had to point that out. It's G R A G, garage. Got it. <laughs> also, fucking shout out to DJ Twig, real quick. Even though we're not the shout outs, but I just seen a picture that he posted. He released one of the uh, photos he took of Chopper Bob's bike at full speed ahead last summer. Oh shit! And it was fucking fancy. 
Tequila Blue, looking pretty it. in the sunlight. Looking gorgeous. And then we got one last one from Terry. Dave underscore AKA underscore Terry. Ter. Do you have any idea who this one might be for? Is it for me? You know it's for you. Oh, fuck him. He says, hey, brother, got a kick in the dick for Loctite for not coming out to eat with the motherfucking Dirty Builds crew. <laughs> we all went to grab a fucking bite at an overpriced Somerville restaurant. Exactly why I didn't go. After the fucking show. And <laughs> we were. I get there late. They're all sitting at the bar. We're about to grab a table. And everybody's like, hold on, hold on. Can't be grabbing a table till Loctite gets here. And I'm like... He ain't coming. He ain't coming, bro. <laughs> Believe me. Loctite stopping that motherfucking whopper. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's at a rap battle right now. He's not going to be here. <laughs> yeah, I got a whopper on the way. Whopper to go. I had no time for that fancy bullshit down in Boston. <laughs> I can't be in the city that long. Us New Hampshire boys are not a, not accustomed to that city life. Yeah, I don't like it. We need, a, we need an escort. I was there five hours too fucking long. Yeah, it was tricky. The parking situation was a nightmare. Yeah. Somebody at that fucking show... In a BMW, boxed Mercedes. eighteen people in. Oh, was it a Mercedes? Mercedes SUV. Didn't mean to hate on the wrong brand. Somebody f- f- just literally boxed in fucking eighteen cars in one fell swoop. It was outrageous. Yeah, he almost got his car tipped over. In the Big ride. kick. So that's my kick in the dick. Whoever drove that fucking Mercedes, For fuck sure. that guy. Fuck that guy. All right. I don't know. If I, I don't think I have a kick in the dick this week. Do I? Loctite's just a really positive person. You know what? I didn't have anything. I want to kick everybody in the dick that drives a, well, rides a fucking Japanese chopper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hurt some motherfucking feelings tonight. Fuck your feelings. (laughs) That's because you laid eyes on the fucking prism head tonight. Mm -hmm. Went from six to midnight real quick, I bet. Things fucking beastly. (laughs) All right. So without any further ado... I think we're ready to jump in. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. So, guys, we are joined in the studio tonight by Zach from fucking Motocompo. Zach, say hello to the people. What's going on, all you scallywags out there? It's a fucking pleasure to have you, man. How was the trip down? Uh, it was good. It was pretty clear. Uh, no more ice now. Oh, thank God. And you're, So remind everybody where you're coming from. Uh, I'm coming from Portland, Maine. Not Portland. too bad. Yeah, the 207. As we, is that the highway? Oh, oh, that's the zi- that's, that's the, the zip code. Zip code. <laughs> I'm like, the no, there's only one highway in and out of Maine, and it's 95 and 295. So that's it. once you get on 95, that's all there is. So that's it. So so you're south. you're south of the county. Well, yeah. Well, there's a, well, yeah. Everything pretty much north of Bangor is considered the county, and anybody south of Bangor is considered from southern Maine. So is it true? <laughs> That people in Maine call it Banger. Yeah, I mean, people say that from time to time for sure. So I got corrected when I said Bangor. You, that's, and they're like, no, 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 it's called Banger. That's the English way of pronouncing it. But <laughs> okay. like, if you're Johnny Cash or anybody else from Maine, then you say Banger. So like, there's plenty of people saying it like that. Perfect. If you're from like Lubeck or Medibemps or Callis or Caribou, you're probably going to say Banger. These are all fake names. Or are Mexico? those real places? Hey, there's a Mexico. My Canada. God. I've never yeah, heard any of these. Yeah, there are, There's a pretty famous sign in Maine that says, I list all of like, Maine has is no original names. And so all of them are ripped off from other countries or or, or <laughs> cities or shit like that. 100%. So, yeah, there's a, there, it's a pretty well-known sign, and it says, like, Peru, China, Mexico, Norway, 
Wow. Um, these are all cities in Maine. Half of them are next to the city that I grew up in. Or the, sorry, not city. Town I grew up in. So. I was going to say, yeah, it's a li- liberal use of the word. The rural town <laughs> that, I, that I grew up in. So how far south of the county is, is Portland? What is the county? Aroostook County. Biggest county in Maine. I don't know what that means. So the county is like northern. Oh, I heard that once on fucking Northwoods Law. I just like to bring That's up where the Northwoods county. Law is. is that like Kittery? No. Yeah. What is this? No, the county is like if you live in in North Maine, like bumfuck nowhere. Oh, like Canada. People just call it the county, right? Yes. I like to say this when people are from Maine to make it seem like I know about Maine. I don't. I don't know. But about it. it's a I quick bring end, up though. the county because people I worked with used to talk about how they lived in the county, and they're like. You'd bring up somebody lived in the Kittery area, and they're like, totally different fucking world, bud. Not even the same fucking planet. Yeah, Portland is like four and a half, five hours from getting into the county territory. There you go. And once you get north of Bangor, you start dealing with what's called uh, unorganized territories. And so... It's, oh it's, yeah! It's literally like un. It's like Alaska. Like they don't have a police force. They don't have like a fire department anymore. You it's just, just like, logging roads. Yeah, it's just like don't die. Like Alaskan bush people, straight up. Sort of a little less cold, but pretty yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fuck. Isn't Portland where all the dispensaries are? There's a lot of them there. <laughs> yeah. It's not. See, it's not quite. It's there. not quite on the level of Massachusetts yet. And there's a whole string of them up and down through the state. But uh, we're getting there. I'm surprised. I would think that it would actually be the opposite, that they would be more hands-off. You would think. it's It was the same with fireworks when they became legal. Uh, the towns that didn't want them immediately like, made uh, ordinances, immediately, ordinances yeah. and outlawed them, and then all the rest of the cities that were like, we really don't care about fireworks, just sell whatever the hell you want. Yeah. like, okay, we'll sell whatever the hell we want. So it's like that. Shit, I didn't even know that was a thing now. Yeah. Come to Maine to buy fireworks. Except you're going to pay sales tax on it, so don't come to me to buy fireworks. Yeah, Keep buying in, them in New Hampshire. Yeah, I live in New Hampshire, so I'm just going to be with no sales tax. That's the worst part about going to Kittery Trading Post. That place is great, but the sales tax is like Like, yo, I outrageous. was, was going to spend 50 bucks, but it's now terrible. it's terrible. Yeah, it's 5% on everything. 5% of whatever you're spending okay, on listen, it is guys, sales tax. Re- all things considered, that's really not that bad. It is when you're dropping like 600 bucks. Wait, I guess if you if you grew up in New Hampshire, I grew up in Connecticut where it's six five. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, what are people complaining about? But yeah, I mean, when you come from New Hampshire, there's no sales. Tax. That's true. And you go over there, and you're like, this what's this extra gun? money? This yeah. six hundred dollar gun is now eight hundred dollars. What the fuck? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because you kept saying, yeah, go to Kittery, go yeah. to Kittery. Fuck, you got to exactly. add that in. Or you can, I think, you can, yeah, I think you're fucked either way. Even if you ship them to New Hampshire, I think you're still fucked. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely fucked because you're paying up there. Yeah, that sucks. It doesn't pay to live in Maine. I mean, except you can grow your own weed legally. And you got That's pretty true. good gun laws, all things considered. We're pretty uh, live and let live up there. Uh, the laws are fairly lenient. There's not many that I could think of that it's like, wow, that's a fucked up law. Yeah. So, no helmets, guns wherever you want. Seat buckles, weed. though. Yeah, click it or ticket, man. I'm serious no about joke. that shit, too. Yeah, they'll burn you for that one. Well, my chopper and doesn't have weird. any. The state police. Fuck your seatbelts. Have you seen the state police in Maine? Their cars look like water department cars. The, the Stadies are no joke, dude. Uh, yeah, they, they don't fuck around. I got Stadies stories. What the fuck does a water department car look like? Like that weird... The sky like, blue Yeah, almost. like a weird, like... Yeah, like baby blue almost. It's fucking strange. Almost the same mm. color as your XS. Ooh. I'm like, is that the water I might swing up to the main and throw some blue lights on that shit. Start pulling people up. Where's your seatbelt? 
This is the official uh, Chopper Highway Patrol. It's yeah. chips. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Chopper Highway Patrol. I love it. Oh, man. So, before we go down too far of a rabbit hole with main shit, Zach, why don't you give us a quick overview of what you're riding, how you got started with motorcycles, and then we'll dive more deeply into Motocampo, what a Motocampo is, and all that. All right. So, what I'm riding is nothing because none of my bikes run right now. Hey, it sounds like everybody we know. Yeah. No, I'm working furiously... On my 72 Ironhead. It's just the XLH. It's not the CH. But I chopped it last winter, and I was riding it, and then I crashed last fall. So I have a whole bunch of stuff to do on it. So it's on the lift right now. Um, just a lot of, like, quick repairs. New bars, because the old ones got bent. I got a new rear wheel. It's a little bit bigger. New new front wheel. It's a little bit bigger. I'm sorry, Loctite, but it's 8 over. And hey, uh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Stock rate? Yes. Yeah, buddy, yeah. fucking blasting off. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to the moon. So that Hell makes yeah. me feel a little bit better, though, because I feel like most of my... It's not like 10 over. It's just, my problem over. It's just like, two extra inches. That's, yeah. You'll never notice. Spit break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my biggest problem... I'm just going to come out of the closet right now. My biggest problem with this 8 over and 10 over is... I'm a short fucking dude. Same. So it makes me feel like really... I'm nervous to make that step because I don't want to do like an eight over and then I'm like, yes, I got to get on this thing and I can't throw my leg over the bike and then like I'm tippy-toeing and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Not a problem, man. With a hardtail, like I, since my legs are stumpy as hell, <clears throat> I was super stoked the first time I got the rear wheel back on the bike and I was like, wow, I can straddle this thing and have extra room. So totally solid. You'll be fine. Now, does it, with the eight over, do you get the flop? Like bad or is it just like eh? It's not bad. No, I took it on like a two day ride through the Hudson River Valley up to like Western Mass last summer with a bunch of friends. Shit. And yeah, we tore like five hundred miles in two days, which isn't that much, but on a like busted ass on oh, that bike, yeah. on a chopper, that's like a thousand miles. Yeah, with like with a peanut <laughs> oil tank, it's like two gallons of gas. There was a couple of other guys who had small gas tanks and some old chops, and we were just like tearing around. And uh, I was like, okay, this thing held together. Of course, when I got back, I immediately realized, like, oh, my fender's only held on by one bolt, and my sissy bar is like almost <laughs> about to like rattle loose. So, uh, so that's about the most you want to go. Yeah, yeah. nylock nuts for everything, and lots oh, more lock tight for everything. So true. So, lesson learned for sure. It feels really good about the six over now. Yeah, and so the other bikes are my 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 first one that I. Re- Sort of regret selling, but it was uh, a 98 Savage 650, so... Oh, shit. R.I.P. CP, not here. Um, and then I ended up buying my 08 Evo Sportster. It's a uh, 1200, and I used that as my re- like reliable bike for a couple of years before I met up with all my chopper buddies from the Hudson River Valley, like Kingston, Newburgh, Poughkeepsie area. And then... They got they they gave me the sickness and I and I and I'm ill with buying oh, yeah. bikes that don't work and storing them and hiding them and in my keeping truck them that shit. way. Yes, none of them run. <laughs> Do you I, think about like a chopper? Like building choppers is the worst hobby. It yes. is. Like we're, you just buy broken shit. To we're fix very it and stupid break it people. Again. Yeah, and so I ended up buying. <clears throat> came up on Chopper Swapper, and I really wanted one for like six months because my buddies had a couple of Triumph free units and I saw one come up and I was like ooh this is the right price only it had been in a fire so 
it was owned by this lady, Lynn, from New Jersey. And back in the 70s, she's chopped it out. It's got a wicked long front end with a girder springer. And nice. Yeah, it's a tight bike. It's super narrow, and apparently she rode the shit out of it. And then in the 80s, she parked it, and then it was in a fire. So, fire sale, sweet flame job on the tank. <laughs> and I ended up picking this thing up from it's a guy who great. bought it from her. Uh, he's a cool dude, too, but I had a buddy of mine go down and look at it, and I was hemming and hawing over it, and he dropped the price again. I was like, okay. So that bike doesn't run because it was in a fire. And then he was holding it for me because I was in Lunenburg, Canada when I bought it, which um, I couldn't get home from because I went there on a boat. And he, 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 <laughs> at the same time I bought it, I PayPal'd this guy that I bought it from. And my buddy who was picking it up for me is like, hey, I got a pretty and you want to buy that one too? And I was like, yeah, okay. So oh, the, shit. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'll buy that one too, sure. So I bought, I got two pre-units at home and... I just from a friend of mine he just gave me his mom's old Honda CB175 that he tore the engine apart because it was seized up it's freed up now but it's not back together so yeah that tends to be the struggle yeah so the pre-unit that's a 650 right yeah yeah both of them are the the 50 is uh, an old Triumph Thunderbird which I guess is the bike that I think Marlon Brando rode in the wild ones if anybody cares oh, about fuck, that. Dude, I care about that. It's a yeah. fucking great movie. Yeah, and then the other one is, I think, a 60 or 61, and I think it's a Bonneville, but I can't remember. Um, I'll have to look at the uh, serial number designator on it, but that one's a total basket case, so the fu- like the fire damage one is together, and it's chopped out. It needs a little bit of work and probably an engine, like quick top-end top engine rebuild. Because we got the pistons all freed up because they were seized, but they're good now. They're probably good now. Same pistons? Uh, yeah. They ain't good. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> that one will sit on the back burner for a while. If you're that deep into it, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the other, the other pre-unit, um, like I said, that one's a basket case. It's all torn apart. It's in boxes right now. So Is that one um, you looking to do a whole another bike out of that one, or you, is that going to be parts for the other one? I'm just going to build two out of them. And I'm actually, like, disgustingly on the lookout for another pre-unit engine. I was just going to say, you gotta, you got to get a third, and then that'll be the one you oh, pull bought, the parts from. I, I just bought a frame that I can put hey, an engine into. There so you go. I'll maybe look for another pre-unit, or we'll see. So this know. is a question I have, at being, a, being someone that bought a 650, uh, an XS650 myself, um, have you ridden a Triumph pre-unit? No. Like a running one? No. No. Uh, the only running one I've ever seen in my life, my friend had at Cheap Thrills, and he had he was having a little bit of trouble getting it in gear. So it was running, but it was cold as hell out, and he, was, he got it started, and he was like, I'm just going to take a quick rip around the block. Yeah. And he couldn't get it in gear, so we just put it in the truck for them. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, after that, I was sold. Yep. That's yeah. It, you know? Yeah, I was like, all right, man. Like, I think I want, like, two or three of these motorcycles <laughs> that are super unreliable and as old as my parents. Oh, my God. I love the way you just put it back. <laughs> yeah. It just, oh, I need one. Yeah. It was uh, not a mistake. I'm really looking forward to They are sweet-looking bikes, though, yeah, dude. Yeah. There was a couple, like, they, they, they got real popular in the last year, like, Pre-unit prices went through the roof right after I got mine, which sounds like a brag, but in all actuality, I was talking to these my buddies from, like, one of them lives in Staten Island, one of them lives in uh, uh, Hudson River Valley, and mm-hmm. so we were talking about pre-units, and they are like, yo, man, if you want one, there's going to be a couple pre-units at Born Free. They're going to get popular real quick. And I was like, all right, this sounds like the time to, like, 
little strike while the iron is That's not right. that hot. Right. They snapped a couple up. So, if anybody's looking for a 1950 pre-unit that has light fire damage, I'm selling one. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, though. Yeah, so that's the whole setup of the bikes. Um, like I said, the uh, the Evo was my reliable one for a long time, and then I put it away in the barn just because I wasn't riding it very much. I was riding the Ironhead, um, and that was like my I, that was my daily for this like the the summer last year for two months i was riding at 40 minutes to and from work and it never that bike's never missed a beat i can't believe it yeah i'm, wa- I'm waiting the iron head? Evo. yeah no no, no the, iron the iron head the, oh. evo, the, evo, the evo i hate to say it has let me down that's oh. what that's what got me into choppers it's remarkable yeah but it was like it was a fluke incident i went down to new york city for <clears throat> to visit a friend of mine because i was going to gypsy run 10 and um, uh, I got down there, and it was it was September, so it was hot as shit in the city. And I'm sitting on the bike, and I'm trying to like get to my buddy's place where he lives because I was going to crash with him for a night, and then run over to the Gypsy Run afterwards. And I'm like, man, I got to get off this bike. It, I mean, I know it's going to be fun, but it's just like everything feels hot. I just want to get off the bike. I've been riding for eight hours from Maine down south. So I get into the city, I get over, I, I park the bike and I get off of it, meet up with my buddy. I come back to it. Won't start. I'm like, Fuck. Oh no. Yeah. So, and I'm not a great electrician, so there's not a whole lot that I can do with the EFI to diagnose the problem. I'm like I'm fucked. So after like trying to get on the phone with somebody to tow the bike, I couldn't get it. So the next day I got it to a shop. They managed to get it on the lift and some guy came up to me at the shop. They're like, Yo, man, I saw your plate. Like, are you from Maine? I was like, yeah, I'm down here. I'm kind of stranded. He's like, all right, we're going to try and take care of this. He's like, all right, we're going to double the price. <laughs> yeah. Like, you stupid <laughs> motherfucker. I'm like, well, you're Should've stuck down here that. now. Hey, do you want to buy a motorcycle? This might be the only way to get home, dude. You got $2,000 to buy this piece of shit. <laughs> but they were like, all right, the starter relay is fried. Like, there's nothing we can do. We don't have parts for it right now. But we can charge your battery. It'll get you through the weekend. And if worse comes to worse, you can bump start it. So I went... I almost packed it all in and went home. I was like, this sucks. But I went to Gypsy Run, and I got there late at night. Everybody had already set up, and I didn't know anybody there either. I, I was rolling solo, and I uh, I rolled into a campsite after like trying not to crash in the dark on these dirt roads, and I pulled in, turned off my bike, walked over to a couple of these guys, and they were chilling out. I was like, yo, you mind if I park my bike here? Set up my hammock. Hammock. And... Uh, they were like, yeah, that's cool. We'll have a couple other guys coming in later on, but you can set up your bike. I was like, all right, cool. So I did. And uh, I walked back over because I brought a couple bottles of uh, a couple bottles of Allen's Coffee brandy down. Hey, there you go. I was like, shit you yo, I don't do. know if you guys know anything about this, but you might want to try it. And they're like, yo, what is this shit? And so they were drinking. They're like, all right, that's cool. Do you want to hang with us? Like, are you with anybody this weekend? I was like, nah, man. I'm just, like, riding down. I want to check the event out. And they're like, yeah, hang with us this weekend. So we rode, saw the nice mountains of western New York and Pennsylvania and chilled and then I got tight with all these guys who were into choppers and now I'm broke and sad (laughs) (laughs) that is the ultimate chopper story right there I think everybody can relate yeah so thank you Gypsy Run thank you Walter from Kickstart for ruining my life dude that's fucking ballsy though you just like made your way all the way down to fucking Gypsy Run from Maine by yourself (laughs) on an iron head yeah, I've done a couple solo rides. I, I didn't go out to Chicago on my Iron Head, and I also I went I went to Nashville on my on my 
Sportster on my Evo, and so I've done some long rides, but I keep getting caught in the rain, so I don't really like long riding anymore. And with, now that I ride a bike with a smaller gas tank, I don't have to worry about it. I just stop all the time. Right. So. Yeah, that does make it a little bit easier. You got to rest the legs a little bit. Yeah, get off the hardtail, and you got a fuel gauge on there of any kind. Nope. Just what just do you do? take the cap off while I'm riding and looking at it. Be like, ah, it looks pretty low. I got the reserve. I'll be fine. Oh, so you got the reserve? Yeah. So you always got. I got a re- <laughs> yeah. I got a reserve on my petcock, so like I got that going on. And there was a couple times this last summer when I was riding, I was like, ah, it's pretty close. I'll be fine. The bike I used to run out of gas all the time on was my Savage, though. So just warn CP, be like, that, that thing's a real gas guzzler. <laughs> Yikes, that one lunger yeah. really doing a number on Sucks it. Sucks it down. So on the iron, that one's rigid? Yeah, yeah. There's a rigid seat, too? Mm, yeah, I got a David Bird hardtail, and then I got an ENL seat that I just snatched off Chopper Swapper because it, it was the narrowest and thinnest seat that I could find without having counterbalance cycles make me one instead, yeah. so... That's, um, yeah, narrow seat. Uh, I had some nice pullbacks until I crashed last summer, too, and then those got fucked up, so now I got a pair of six bends that I'll throw on there. Well, speaking of seats, you you uh, you dabbled a little bit into uh, understanding the concepts of making seats, right? Yeah, so I went on the hunt for another seat while I was building it, to begin with, I hadn't really had any luck, and I, I was looking at those really wide ones. And I don't really, like, I don't like the look of the wide uh, king queen seats that much, uh, which is super trendy of me. But <laughs> I, I, I was, I was looking around, and like a couple people turned me on to West from Counterbalance, and I'd been to Deadbeat Retreat and a couple of event, events, and I saw the little Counterbalance tag on every seat and every bike made in my the seat. fucking yeah. show. It's I was like, Jesus, who is this dude? So I looked him up, I was like, alright, this dude's super legit, he's got fucking everything, and he makes the best seats in the East Coast. So I hit him up, and I was like, yo man, like a friend of mine told me it's not that hard to make a seat. Like, what do you, what do you use, dude? And like, like, how do you make a seat? <laughs> and he literally ran me down through the whole process from start to finish. He's like, alright, you gotta get your seat set up so you gotta know like all right are you gonna use glass usually i use steel like i prefer people to send me like a completed seat pan if they don't i can make them but i prefer to just have them sent to me then you start like he's like you gotta use this foam from this distributor you sew your top leather which he gets from the relicate into like another layer of foam to get either the diamond plate or the or the ribbed or the roll right look yeah and all to that. give it the stitch pattern yeah to get the pattern and then he's like, this is the adhesive that I use. This is how I do it. So he ran me down through the whole process that he used with making seats. And I was like, oh, shit, I guess I'll just make a seat, man. Thanks, dude. Like, this is mad knowledge from the master. So, And it's, it's really cool, cool that he's just down to share that information, you know? Dude, just a really humble guy. Guys at the top of their game, super willing to share that kind of information usually. They're just, if they're cool dudes, which they usually are when they're at the top of the game, they just share that shit. So, For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. So you think you're going to jump into that project maybe over the this winter? And which, which uh, when you hit him up and you were looking to have a seat made, which bike are we talking here? So my buddies, two of them just had bikes and cheap thrills. Three of my friends have bikes in Fuel Cleveland that they're bringing out. And so... I'm feeling kind of, I'm feeling a little I'm feeling a little left out. I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not much of a builder myself, at least not at this point. And so I, I was like, man, I really got to get on one of these bikes that I have because I got so much fucking shit lying around. I really should just get my act together. So 
Oh, I'm gonna probably get going on one of the pre-units to get one of those things put together. I feel like the 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 later pre-unit, like the 60, will be easier to put together because it just needs it just needs to be put together. It's a basket case, but it, it just needs to be assembled. I got a frame for it. I got a good hardtail. Nice. Tap it up. Juicy queen. Oh shit! It's a smoothie. <laughs> Great job of keeping like the uh, concentration going through all that fucking madness. Right this guy's amazing. Day. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm, like, we need. I guess. Fucking beer cans off, throwing them across the room. Let it up. Let it up. <laughs> Almost fucking dumping a beer on the entire laptop that's holding the organization together. So, so one of the like, I'll, I would like to make a seat. I'd like to make a solo seat and a pee pad for one of the uh, for one of the pre units. Probably the later one. There's already a seat pan for like a Cobra, a skinny Cobra that was made by El for the. Um, for the 50 that was chopped out by that old lady in New Jersey. Um, so I would, I could just like put foam and then reupholster that seat. It was pretty damaged in the fire, but the aluminum's still good. So I got a seat pan and it's ready to get riveted vinyl back on it or leather. So yeah, whichever, whichever route you decide. Leather's nicer, but maybe my budget calls for vinyl. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's, it's tough building on a budget, man. For so. sure, pretty much every single chop. Yeah, I feel like it's almost more. It's almost surprising anytime you hear somebody's like, "I have a substantial budget for this chopper." Be like, like, Yo, like, oh, really? I'd be like, I got like, I got like seven hundred bucks set aside to find a bait seat and a pee pad. And like, really? You do? <laughs> <laughs> right? But people are buying them, and, and I'm like, man. who's buying this? <laughs> yeah, I talked to my buddy. I was like, I, I saw a decent seat come up. It wasn't a Bates, but I was like, that's kind of nice, man. Like, should I go for that? He's like, dude, just build one instead. Don't be stupid. I was like, I've never done it before. I don't you slap know. me back I don't, know, I don't know if I should, yeah. man. When I was started building the stepchild, I was like, when I came down to the seat, I'm like, go and swap me. I'm not paying more than fifty bucks. And I found them for forty bucks. <laughs> nice. So I'm happy. Hey, no, actually, I, so and it um, actually ended up being a Coburn Gentry seat. Yo, that's a I good like, seat. Fuck, dude. That's a nice find, man. Yeah. Um, was that the Keen one? Yep. I haven't been to the Keen one. They had one up in Augusta, Maine, uh, like a month ago. It was not great. I was a little disappointed. Yeah. But it was. It's like it's gonna be hit or miss because the chopper scene in Maine is scarce. Is a good way to put it. Like, yeah. Get out of Maine and get into like Massachusetts, Boston, New York area. There's mad heritage, and people are all about choppers down there. But uh, up in Augusta, you just got dudes who want to ride electric glides and have huge Harleys that are very new. So. Well, you just got... You don't really have that many dudes. That's true. In general. There's probably, like, there's it's probably a, population a problem with the fact issue. that there's only like 1.3 million people in the whole yeah. state. So. And anyone who's got a chop is probably broken down 400 miles from where you are. Yeah, there's just like... So you can't get there. There's choppers just littering the road between Portland and Bangor. And you're fucking all over. It's like, oh, there's just all these dead bikes on the side of the road just dying and Work for AAA, dude. That's the way to scoop up all the bikes in Maine. <laughs> yeah, what you should do is just bring the tow truck up and just like pick up broken down motorcycles. I find motorcycles all the time. Really? Yeah, I found one that uh, me and Fat Man Customs are actually building. We're going to be building. It's a 77, I think. GS750 kicker. Whoa. I was like, what do you want for that thing? He's like, ah, I don't know. I never really thought about selling it. I'm like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And he's like, okay. Oh, <laughs> shit, dude. That's the thing is clean. You picked that thing up for a song. <laughs> the thing is clean. That's decent. Yeah. Nicely done. So, 
Yeah. So, Telling so. you, that's the way to do it. That's uh, especially out by you in Maine. Yeah, there's been it's a couple. Of guys, be. There's a couple guys who've surprised me with bikes that they have, and or like or like stuff that they're willing to sell me for a little. For a little while, I had a Craigslist ad up. I was just like, well, old motorcycles wanted anything pre-84. But then I got bombarded with like a bunch of shit that I didn't want. And I was like, all right, I got to like back off of this thing. Like, I have like, to narrow this down. Yeah, so I, I became a little bit, bit pickier. I was like, I'm looking for like old Brits, old Harleys, old XS650s and shit like that. So, because that's more along the lines of what I'm looking for. I, I don't want your, your clapped out Honda... Or Thank you. Like Suzuki Interceptor. You just say Honda. You just say Honda. I just don't want your clapped out Honda. Yeah. That's, you know, that says it all. Hey, yeah. so there's been some nice Honda shop, though. That's true. And I wouldn't be... I mean, I have a Honda that's in pieces in the bed of my truck right now, so shame on me. But <laughs> <laughs> Like, sorry, dude. I don't want you like, clap that Honda. Like, I appreciate that you're offering it up to me, but you just told me it doesn't run, so that's cool. You put it on the There's a lot of CB550 parts on eBay if you want to pick them up. You yeah. know, we don't need to buy the whole bike. Yeah, maybe someday, but not today's not that day. Yeah. There's just, I, there's, sometimes there's just a ton of those things floating around. Like, what you're talking about with the pre-unit, that's the kind of thing where... You're not going to find him a dime a dozen the way you might find a CB550. Yeah. And I'm not shit, trying to shit on CB550s, but like you'll find more of them than you'll find pre-units. I'll tell you yeah. that much. I mean, they're the same area as like panheads, and they're a lot less expensive. But they're also, uh, back in the day when people were riding pre-units back then, they kind of had the same mythos and attitude around them. They were about going fast, and people who rode them liked to break the law, and to ride them off-road and shit like that. It's hard to find pre-units that weren't used for racing or chopped out or stuff like that. And even hmm. still, those ones are great. They're still cool bikes. Like, like I said, the, the one I got from New Jersey is a sick bike. It just happens to be, like, chopped out. And there's all this weird... Like, there's some weird decisions that got made about this bike when it was getting made. Mm. Like, I know back in the 70s, square frames were a thing. Well, this doesn't have a square, square frame. They just took... Uh, angle iron and welded it on in certain places. So it's like, I'm gonna take all that shit off. Like, oh man, not, you can't uh, see our faces, yeah, but there's a lot of crimson going on. <laughs> yeah, somebody shit. somebody went through a lot of trouble to make this thing look like a square, like a square frame uh, for the bike, but it's just angle iron that got tacked on and then a shit ton of bondo on everything. So it's like that's gotta go. Oh my god. So wait a minute, we're talking about square tubing, right? Not or, or you're it's talking not, about literally angle tube, iron. Literally angle iron. Like, I thought you were like oh, like yikes. there's like a ninety degree angle piece of metal, and that's all they did, and they stuck it onto it. They oh they my god, dude. Yeah. So that's part of the frame is angle iron, and so they they put it on the actual tubing that was on it. They just put it over oh, it. Just as like oh you, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yuck. Hmm. My brain just got fucking boomeranged right there, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I can't believe that like, even happened. The, the down tubes and the seat posts are not made out of like a piece of angle iron. That's not the only <laughs> thing holding it together. No, <laughs> but even still, I, I actually, you know, that what you described is what I was thinking initially. But now that you're describing it, I'm actually feel like it's worse in my brain to hear that somebody just to make the tube look square just put a piece of angle iron over it. That's like somebody was fuck. like somebody took the time to fare it in with a lot of shit but at the same time you look at it and be like oh wait that's not like the regular way that that frame is set up it's got like an original hardtail for the for the bike and the like the whole frame fits the shape that it's supposed to be but you look at it like that's not right something's not right i so. really want to get chopper bob back on here now to ask if ask him about pre- if pre-units. square fr- well both i, I want to learn more about per units and i want to know if square frames was a thing 
where like people just that's what you fucking wanted was that, like to have a square frame. That was so. There's a great if you ever find yourself in Newburgh, New York, in the in the um, Hudson River Valley. There's a museum called Motorcyclepedia, and it fucking rules. What, so, what was it called? Mo- Motorcyclepedia. So Pedia, sh- okay. shout, out, gotcha. shout out to Motorcyclepedia, whoever the fuck is running that Instagram account. Um, <laughs> it's worth walking to. You could spend hours in there, because I have, and they have every year of Indian, I think, except for one. Um, Who's holding? Yeah, yeah. And I think almost every year, or at least, at least one model from every year of Harley, they have thousands of bikes in that whole place but they have a great chopper in there that's totally set up from the 70s that's orange but with green and gold flames painted up the whole frame but it's all square tubing like a custom made Hmm. frame from square tubing it's sick wow yeah it's a wild looking bike it's funny the styles huh right how that like because you you don't see it you literally do not see it at all when was it when they were like letting everything because they wanted everything like round and like, was that like before or after the square? It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like definitely a 70s chopper because it's long front end. It's like this yeah. totally like wacky looking bike. It looks like something from a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. So it's totally like this kooky looking bike. But at the same time, you're like, this thing's fucking gnarly. The, whoever built this bike is like cool, like influences from Ed Roth kind of shit. So Damn. They, they have Ed Roth's. It's like. I don't know if it's an El Camino, but it's a little car truck, and he's got a pre-unit in the bed. It was a whole like setup he built. Oh, for he, yeah, yeah. He built was, he built this. he built the bed to to like hold this little tiny red pre-unit in the in the back of it. It's fucking beautiful. I remember seeing this. It was all for the show. Like yeah. the show, his entry into the show was the car and the bike. Yeah, he's got it that. A, there's a, another. There's a there's an Ed Roth trike I think up up top too, and the like the like the ground floor that you walk into is sick as hell. Like that that yeah. motorcycle museum is unreal. And my friend of mine who lives in Newburgh, he was like, "Yeah, I know you're gonna." I was visiting him. He's like, I'm "Gonna show up early. Just check out Motorcyclepedia for a little bit. I'm gonna be in work for a little while." And so I showed up and I was like walking around. I was like. I'm not going to be by your place for like four hours, dude. <laughs> I got shit to look at. Yeah, it was real. So, so. I just drove by a motor- motorcycle museum near my fucking house. Like, I don't even know. Are you talking about your backyard? It's in Candia. Oh, shit. It's like in between our houses. That's like it's right, right north. Down the road. It's right north of it's my house. It's like this yellow building and it says motorcycle museum. And I was like, what in the fuck? You're like, what? They got my bikes in here? <laughs> so What's I'm going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Yeah, I've never seen it until the other day. I'm gonna have to check that out in Candia. So, in. not to change gears too quickly here, but we need to bring the people in. On obviously, you are Moto Compo on Instagram. Yeah. We need to let the people know what is a Moto Compo. So for me, Moto Compo magazine is it's a. Um, it's a zine, and so zines are different than magazines, just in the fact that like a magazine is a, like a widely uh, published. Um, it's a big publication like Esquire, GQ, or Time, or I don't know any magazine. any of those. Yeah. yeah, but a zine is like it's like homemade shit, and so you guys heard of Smut Butt? Yes. Yeah, that's a zine. So my shit's like Smut Butt, and so um, not not like exactly in the same vein. I end up doing. Because I don't have as much to pick from up in Maine or in the area with choppers and stuff, I end up having to get like cars and trucks or like or hot rods and shit like that, or people who have cool old like imports and shit like that. So sure. 
I gotta kind of pick and choose what I do. I'm getting more choppers as time goes on, which is really what I'd like to focus on. But um, Moto Combo Magazine is it was sort of a vehicle to allow me to have a way to like get in touch with and talk to people and take pictures of their cool setups. Like guys with sick choppers, guys with sick cars, guys with sick hot rods. Uh, guys with sick like fast motorcycles dudes who want to race or want to run their bikes in the drag strips and stuff like that I'm usually not that picky like I said mostly I want to do choppers but it's a zine that I make and I do it all myself and that's usually how a zine works is like it's one person doing it all so for sure yeah you'll have like um, sometimes people who do zines it's like it's like cartoons or illustrations or anything like that but mine's a photography one so um i saw the camera you brought in here tonight is yes. fucking um, this super, shit is mint man i'm on the super amateur scale in comparison um but well if you guys see any photos on our instagram page that look way better than our typical photos you'll know where it came from <laughs> yeah let's we we should go to the garage later i'll take some pictures of your bikes and I'll pretend to make them look good. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> appreciate it, it. Yeah, I wanted. I was like, I, there was nothing. It was kind of uh, in the same vein that you guys started your podcast. There was no real uh, outlet or information kind of stuff like that for up in the main area with, you know, the, like the chopper hookup. There's no information about that. There's no, like, there's no people talking about it. There's no information, and so you guys started your podcast, and I started a zine, and. I like to just highlight cool shit like choppers and hot rods in the area. I feel like we're going to have to do a shoot with my C10 and my bike. Dude. I feel like that's going to happen. Yo, like, get, your, get your bike in the C10 <laughs> yeah. and then maybe we'll put a little dry ice around the bottom and get a little smoke rolling out. Definitely. And then, like, roll off the back. Yo. Yeah. That 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 C10 color is sick, too. I'm permanently I, putting a wheel chalk in the bed of that truck. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> That's going to be the job. Get a little couple of ratchet straps and then you're going to be really fucking styling, man. I would happily take pictures of your C10. There was a C10 that I saw in um, at Trader Joe's in downtown oh. Portland. And <laughs> the chopper headquarters. <laughs> well, what, well, sometimes, what, yeah, literally, um, because that's where I live. Uh, <laughs> what, what I'll do sometimes is if uh, there's a couple of cool vans in town that I'll see in Portland or if I'm out and about in the state, um, I got flyers with me, and it, unfortunately, when I was designing them, I wasn't very smart about it because when you put it under somebody's windshield wiper on their window, it looks a little bit like a ticket. So, so I put it under oh. some dude's van window, and he I, on it, it has like my information in it. Like if I put it under like on a bike or on a window or like a a, a windshield wiper on somebody's vehicle. Um, it's it's usually me like, hey, can I take pictures of your shit and like talk about you in my next zine and. Um, this guy came up to me, or he messaged me. He's like, "Yo, that's my van that you took pictures of, dog." I was like, "Oh yeah, hey, what's up?" He's like, "I thought that was a ticket at first. I was like, "Oh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I shouldn't have made it blaze orange. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it's it's white, but it still looks like a fucking ticket because the tickets in Portland are white. So, oh shit. Yeah. So lesson learned. But either way, I, I reach out to people that way because people aren't always at their vehicles. So I'll I can hook you up with some badass uh, hot rods." My grandfather's been building hot rods for like forty years. Yeah, I would. I, I love taking pictures. I'm, 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 I'm a good photographer in the way that I take like a thousand pictures and get to pick like five good ones out of it. So, do you have a limit as far as geographically? Do you draw a line? Well, considering that I went down to Cheap Thrills in Asbury Park last month, that's 
that might be my limit. Like, I'm not flying to go see anybody, but I love going to the shows like that, like Cheap Thrills or the Brooklyn Invitational or going to events like Deadbeat or Gypsy Run or I mean, that's Run far. to the End. That's a lot. You're covering a lot of ground to, to get out to Cheap Thrills. So there's there's tons of material that's uh, that's all there, there is though like i it's it's sort of like you, i'm sure you hear like an old man say like you gotta go where the work is like you gotta go where that shit is so i do hear people say that yeah and there definitely are people that have been on the show that i feel like we could be linking you up with quite a few people yeah sure. i i love taking pictures and i really just i want to highlight people who want their bikes to be looked at people who are interested in telling people about their shit or, or bikes or, or trucks or cars sure I, it's it's odd that the last two vehicles that I've done have been uh, JDM imports one of them was my buddy's uh, 71 Datsun 510 that he's totally got tricked out and this thing is like a fast little racer and then another guy has uh, I can't remember what year but it's an old Toyota Hilux he's just got two of them now and so they're these like crazy lowered stanced out Hiluxes that he rips around in Portland with, and you'll see him riding around. And it's like, what? That's a, what's that little fucking like light blue it's truck riding around? Toyota, I you man. Need to link you up with Brandon from Badfish Customs. Like this dude has a hot rod. I feel what is that? It's it's on the side of his Volkswagen Beetle. No, the one that's on the side of his driver. Sitting <laughs> yeah, on the that frame. one is sick. The one outside. It's just sitting on the frame. Like it's all built. Thing rounds. The thing's fucking beautiful. Gorgeous. Plus, he, like, he builds everything, like, from FXRs to choppers to cafe razors to... I've listened to you guys talk to him on the show. He's a beast. This dude's... Yeah, he's he's got the skills, man. I have bad vehicle, like, uh, automobile knowledge. Like, my, my, my repair knowledge starts and ends with my iron head for the most part, yeah. so... But, like, guys who are running uh, sweet, like dragsters and shit like that i just bought a tig welder off a guy who races bantams and midgets and he was telling me all about it and i was like stoked to talk to him at the same time he's telling me all this stuff i was like oh shit what's he talking about (laughs) wait what so i got i got multiple questions bantams and what bantams and midgets they're these like it's like a racing class and so you stuff like a pontiac engine in this light little frame and you run it there's like a stripped down frame and these guys have got like these little dragsters and they're just like tear ass on on like quarter or half mile tracks fuck yeah. that's wicked cool dude yeah he was in North Haven he was 72 and he had a Craigslist ad for a thermal arc TIG welder and I was like I wish that was the next question is what was the TIG welder that you went to buy yeah yeah I've been searching for a long time and I was like I really wanted to buy a Lincoln Square Wave but I'm too fucking cheap to do it so this guy listed it's not worth the, it he listed it at the right price and it was a thermal arc and my girlfriend's dad had told me about thermal arcs. He's like, these are good machines. You should look mm-hmm. into them. And sure as shit, he, this guy showed up. He, he had one. I hit him up when I was at work. I was like, I'm not going to be off the boat for another week. Are you trying to unload it quickly? And he's like, I'll wait for a week. And sure enough, I got off the boat. I called him up. I was like, hey, Hugh, you still got this thing? He's like, yeah, I sure do. And I was like, all right, I'll be up to the shop later today. I showed up and I walked. He opened the door. First thing I walked in, bright orange midget racer. And I was like, what? Yo, like, Hugh, you got to tell me about this thing. Yo, fuck this TIG welder. I'm yeah. buying this midget racer. <laughs> he, he, oh, my God. Uh, I should have just towed it home <laughs> behind the truck. 
But he had he had a, like a whole um, metal fabrication shop that he's had set up that he was like selling parts off of. Wow. He's like, he's like I'm getting rid of my bender and my press and my welders. He had a whole setup. And he's like, I'm 72. I still race, but I just don't do any of this like metal work anymore. And I was like, uh, let me buy your TIG welder from you. And he's like, oh, okay. sure. And you can buy the TIG welder from me. And it's got to be reassuring, too, to see what he's got there in the garage and know, like, hey, this is the welder that made these things. Yeah. I'm sure we're fucking going to be okay with this. Yeah, dude was cool. Let me strike an arc. He showed me. He, like, he, he hit one, and then I did one. And he's like, it's cool. It works. And I was like, yes, I will buy this. Thank you, dude. So. so you've been running that at home now? Uh, not as much as I like to. I'm still getting. I still got to practice. Two ten or, or uh, one ten? Okay. Yeah, it's it's just a DC machine. I don't really have a whole lot of need to do aluminum. Sorry, dude. No, listen. I you know <laughs> I do all aluminum at work, but I think it was probably not just but three episodes ago yeah, we go where I was here. preaching that same case. Yeah, we've been going back and forth talking about that for. Yeah, um, that square, so that square like, wave was my hang-up. I was like, oh, but what if I like ever want to do aluminum, man? Like, that's what, always what comes to mind. Like, yeah, what, what if? Like, there's there's going to be a time. There's going to be a time that aluminum piece comes along that I need to weld. And I was like, oh, man. But I finally, this dude, the price was too good. And I was like, I don't give a shit about aluminum. Steel Honestly, until I die. You're, Steel's you're, real. Steel's real. There you go. Steel is real. I think aluminum. About that you know, after. you know what I want to ask is like if somebody is listening to this podcast and you bought an aluminum welder, write in and tell me if that fucking ever panned out for you. I I need to know because I'm still I you know me I've been pussyfooting around which welder I want for that exact reason and all the while I'm using a fucking Miller Synchro Wave at work that's like top of the line water cooled torch amazing machine and just feeling like no matter what I buy it's never going to measure up to what I use at work. And uh, if you really felt like that AC paid off, write in and tell me so. Because other than that, I'm siding with this guy. Fucking DC. DC, high high fucking amp rating. Ever since Let you be. said that to me, I was like, started thinking, I'm like, really? The electrolysis what, thing, like, right? What do you see on a fucking job that's aluminum? Yeah. Fucking nothing. And you cannot bolt steel to aluminum, or there's going to be electrolysis, and it's going to fuck both of them up. So, like, what is it that people are doing? Like, the maybe aluminum? an air cleaner? The, the thing, like, oil maybe? tank is what I was thinking. The but. ones I can think of is the seat pans for E&L seats. I've got three of them are all aluminum. So, and there's not a whole lot of welding that needs to be done for them, though. They're already set up. And the top trees on iron heads on those 33.4 millimeter... They're not yeah. steel. Ooh, dropping the points. We just got into a tenth of a decimal on that name drop. That was aggressive. Well, if, you, if, true, if, you, if you're sniffing around on Chopper Swapper, <laughs> you got to know. Like, there's there's like 41 mil, there's 39, 39 35, and 33.4 mil. And so those are the <laughs> old, like... It's so funny to hear the point. It's weird, but you'd like, you yeah, see that's people what like, that's what, they, that's what they listed as, like 33.4 mil, and be like, I, I didn't even think the of a tree. Thing. Like, that completely slipped my mind. No, that, like the top but tree... how often is, are you welding on a tree, though? You shouldn't be. And I cracked mine, and I would not weld it back together. Because it's cast. And if yeah. you're welding on cast aluminum, me and John Rapetto just had a long talk, and I'm going to feel dumb as shit if trees are not cast, but I'm assuming that they're cast. They look, the mine look cast having, like, replaced a broken set on mine. Yeah. And so. so if it's cast, I, I did a cast repair on a boat prop that was aluminum, and it was a fucking nightmare. Rapetto was talking about welding on some panhead cases that, you know, you're talking about something from the 60s that's had... had 50 years of oil pumped through it and it's porous 
you know, it wasn't perfect when they cast that shit back in the 60s with whatever technology they made cases with back then. And obviously, you know, a, a set of trees is going to be a little bit better than a set of 60, 60s panhead cases. But if you're welding on them, there's a fucking problem somewhere that, it, that that's bigger than whatever you're welding. So do you so really need actually, it? This actually came up when I was talking to Kristen Newland about doing your front end and trying to swap the stem out yep. put a 39 millimeter front end on your bike I was like well worst comes the worst like if I'm not feeling that great about after we press the stem through I'll just put a couple tacks on it he's like yeah but the problem is is the top tree is aluminum or the tree's aluminum I was like that's fucking true oh yeah <laughs> that, and you're not tacking yeah, nothing that would be a problem <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know this who's listening right now you're not going to weld steel to aluminum if you think that I'm wrong. Google it. You're not going to weld steel to aluminum. I think I can make it happen. That you'll find people that yeah, sell rods. Pulse, bro. I bet with a stick welder, I'll make it happen. <laughs> there are people Just who sell rods. Welding rod. They are made of a combination of snake oil and magic, and they don't work. I promise you. You're not going to weld them together. You're going to spend a lot of money. Don't try it. I can put two two by fours together with stick welds. <laughs> did, did Billy Mays sell these to you on TV, day, daytime TV, right after the Bronco rotisserie? You'd have a better chance flex sealing that shit together. You cut your fucking boat in half yeah, and do that one. shit. Get that boat waterproof. Like, uh, like flex seal the hole sucks. in the bottom of a boat. Oh my I'm thinking god! I'm about making an oil tank out of flex seal. I tried really flex seal on my dad's gutter. It fucking just pissed right through. That you shit. see your dad Stop. come out with a fucking can of flex seal and some jean shorts. You know. It's about to be fucking on. Yeah. Jean no. short. Cut way too short. <laughs> some, uh, some, some white New Balances. Oh, yes. With grass stains. Yeah. They come from yeah. the store with grass just, stains. Just came from the front lawn. <laughs> hey there, kiddo. Hey there, sport. Just got done mowing the lawn. Oh, my God. Uh, this is, these are the, so this is the type of person that's welding steel and loading them together. Just so you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'll stick together for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I w- wouldn't wouldn't count on it. Wouldn't count on it too long. JB Weld, huh? JB Weld. I I don't know what that's made out of. Actually, we that one is be, that one goes beyond my skill set. Don't look at me. Yeah, yeah everybody's turning and looking <laughs> at Zach like, right now. Fuck like, if I know. <laughs> why don't you tell us about your your JB Weld? Well, I tried to use JB Weld to repair a boat gas tank one, or fuel tank one time, and that didn't work. So that's about all I can tell you. Question: If you are from Maine, yeah, do you love Moxie? I do. Everybody, I've never let met me, one person. Let from me Maine tell that you about the magic of mixing Moxie with Alan's coffee brandy. Oh God! So These two of the Moxie, most main things going to hit each other right now. Drink, and it's called the Burnt Trailer, and it tastes like Nyquil. Not to be missed. Moxie. Are you afraid of a little lean? I'm afraid of Moxie. There you go, <laughs> little, little lean, but no, man, Moxie. Moxie is. Uh, I don't drink it a lot. It's an acquired taste. But if it, but if it's around. Yeah, sure, why not? I'll kick one So back. when I first started doing the stepchild, I met this guy that was like, he's 70 plus. Been building choppers for like 40 years. I'm like, listen, I called three places to get my hardtail welded on because I don't know how to stick weld. I'm like, these guys want like 500 to to $1,000. He's like, oh, I'll do it. I'm like, okay. And like, I trust him because he has the most gorgeous flathead sitting right next to where my bike is. Yeah, okay. Like I see your, pr- your I'm like, pr- okay. production. Yeah. So, I'm like, well, what do you want to do it? He's like, uh, 
I'll take a twelve pack a twelve pack of Moxie. You shouldn't man. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, just give me some Moxie. Fuck. I'm like, you know how hard it is to buy Moxie in New Hampshire? There's not that many fucking stores that sell twelve packs of Moxie. Lisbon Falls, Maine, baby, that's where she's made. <laughs> it's tough. So I finally found this twelve pack of Moxie, and that's literally all he wanted. Wow. But he was like how you said, he was to that point where he was just like so on top of his game and like seeing that I was serious about what I was trying to do. Wanted to share with the young hands man. Hands down, that guy we would spend I would get at the shop at six thirty in the morning and leave there at ten o'clock at night and we probably did three hours work. Yeah. The rest of it was just like knowledge dumped on me. Super good dude. That's the best when you meet guys like that that yeah. are just like that it, it, if it's easy to spend time around too, there's guys that I've met that are like know their craft and know their shit, mm-hmm. and it's a little hard to like spend a day with them. But then when you find a guy who you just like, you're just like trying to sponge up all that information from. Yeah. They're so sick. That's how it is whenever I hang out with Chopper Bob. Yeah, it's like that guy. I'm telling you, anything. He's got good social skills. Like if they got he has remarkable. If they got fucking weird ass social skills, or if they're a weird dude or something yeah. like that, then it's a little bit like. I appreciate the work and the time and all the parts and the friendship, man. But right. I met him from buying an oil tank for the stepchild. I just found him. I don't even remember how I found him. I was like, hey, you got an oil tank? And he's like, yep. So I went down to a shop and he had like six choppers sitting in front of his shop. And I was like, uh, we're oil, definitely best friends. The oil tank can wait for the yeah. next nine hours. I really like I was. I sat at his shop the first time I met him for four and a half hours. Fuck drinking yeah, IPAs. Talking about choppers and bought an old tank. <laughs> There's a man at the top of his game. I was like, to share this guy is definitely man. my new best friend. Exactly. Yeah. That's fucking sick, though. Yeah, he... That guy is just he, a wealth of knowledge. And go on a, any swap meet. If you ever have the pleasure to run into Chopper Bob at a swap meet, okay, just follow him it. around. Offer $3. It is the funniest thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. The swapping is where you got. It's where you should be able to go to make a low offer. Though you can't though. I hate that shit where you roll in and some dude like if, if you don't have a price marked on your shit at the swap meet, don't be mad at me yeah. when I offer you something less than than what you think that it's worth. Like I, I don't know if you heard it, it was like way earlier in the episodes, but I went to Keen Swap with Bob. I did hear that. Yeah, with the SNS collaborator. Oh yeah, yeah, and dude wanted mad money for it. It was like, like hundred and like fifty bucks, and it was missing everything. It had no hardware. I could wait on Chopper Swap for like two months and sniff one out mm-hmm. but I want one now fuck that but Sean and Bob like the dude took a hundred bucks Bob's like ten bucks and the guy's like twenty and I was like what the <laughs> oh, fuck wow. Dude. what the fuck just happened maybe it's cause he's maybe he's <laughs> the great beard man maybe, they're, you know maybe they're afraid so. to fuck around with the I old honestly timers. feel like it, it's part his his visual appearance but if they don't agree on the price with him your fucking life is over after that because now he's going to stop everything he's doing and he's going to tell you how ridiculous your prices are Ooh. what those prices went for brand new in 1968 mm. and what they should be today's value Get and like make <laughs> you feel him. like a shit bag he's just like you let the dog <laughs> off the leash he just rips you to pieces I'm like fucking get him Bob oh fuck yeah and then he ends up getting a 40 wallet <laughs> good the uh, the cheap thrill swap was all like awesome, but there was a couple times I was walking around and I was like, "Ooh, yo, what's up with that headlight, man?" And my buddy was like, "Yo, dude's asking too much for it. Don't even bother like offering anything." And I was like, "It kind of like runs me down a little. Yeah, like bums me out." So, shit is what it is. Like, this- like that one guy at Keen that's over in the corner. He's like the hottest deals at the Keen swap meet, and every time you go over there, 
You're like trying to talk them down five bucks, and he's like, nope. I'm like, you're selling these for the like, same price they are online. Like, yo, dog, I don't need your drag specialties. Like, That's what, everything's drag shit, specialties. Drag specialties. Yeah. He's like, oh, everything boy. must go. I'm like, then why do you not barter one price? Yeah, that's that, that, there's shades of the Augusta swap meet that I was just at about a month ago with that. It's like drag specialties, aftermarket repop shit. And it's just yeah. like, yo, dog, this wasn't even worth this much when you, it was first sold. Right. Fuck you and your prices. You've already got a 30% markup on this right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you bought this at a 30% reduced rate. Yeah. yeah. Don't you, sell it at like the online some price. Some tractor trailer truck tipped over and you scarfed all this shit out of, out of the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> but. So what do you got in the works for these bikes that are in all different, all different regards? Of- yeah. So you're gonna be right. You're gonna be on two wheels this spring. Yeah, the um, the iron head should be ready to go. Um, I ended up uh, I'll, I'll rewire it because the the wire job wiring job that, that I did on it was embarrassing and shameful, and I need like are a, there wire nuts? No, there are not. And you're a good man. But there's there's like there's a, there's a couple crimped fittings at the end when I just like ran out of solder and I was like crimped is okay. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Wire nuts, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Anything else? I'm with it. Uh, the wiring will get cleaned up a lot. I got a proper, or I got a, a cycle electric regulator on it, so I can get nice. rid of the one that's like hanging off the. Dude, seat that coast. one is that's that is like the cleanest fucking design. Fixes the product everything. design person behind that cycle electrics regulator is like fixes everything. Oh my god! Yeah. Like it's it looks factory. Yeah. It's the most factory looking replacement part you could put on there. Yeah, it's tight as shit. So uh, the iron head will be the bike that I'm probably going to ride the most. The iron head, or sorry, the um, the Sportster will be probably right behind that. It just needs like a quick tune-up, oil change, battery. It'll be ready to rock and roll. And then the next thing I'll probably get into is one of the pre-units. And the, uh, the, old, the old one, the 50... Will need. I'm taking all that shit off the frame. Got to get all that weird square. <laughs> you don't want a square it. frame. <sighs> I love that you're so close to me too. Yeah, like we are super close. Right? Surprise. And does it do like in between us? That has a shovel, by the way. Is, and he, is he selling it? Fight to the death, so. boys. Oh, I don't boy, think so. Who's getting that shovel? La, la, uh, first one to the finish. Yeah. <laughs> the, the frame I just bought, a buddy of mine sent it, sent me through message on Instagram. He's like, yo, check out this sweet, sweet hardtail frame. I was like, ooh, what's that all about? And he's like, I'm thinking about going to get it. So I messaged the guy. I was like, yo, will you take a, like, a deposit on this thing through PayPal? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll sit on it for a week if you want to do that. I was like, all right, cool. I got off the boat and I ran up and snatched it up. And like, <laughs> a bit, like five minutes after I bought it, I sent it to my buddy. I was like, beat you to the finish, buddy. Sorry, dude. <laughs> You motherfucker. <laughs> so, um, so I, I, I kind of would like to get the old, old, the, the 50 pre-unit set up and going. Uh, I've, a bunch of people have told me, they're like, you know, the pre-units look good when they're tight little bikes. And they're like, you keep them small. Because that's sort of the whole, the whole mythos behind them is running little bikes. And, you know, you could run them off-road or race them or anything like that. But it was chopped in the 70s. And it's got some provenance behind it. And... There's this story from this old lady, Lynn, actually, and the guy I bought it from, he's like, if you ever want to talk to her, I got her information, you should call her up and talk to her about the bike and see if you can get some pictures of it. And I was like, yeah, it'd be worth it to the point to not change the chopper aspect about it, especially because she already had the it raked way out and it's got a long front end on it and I don't want to bother changing any of that. So Right. The, uh, you don't want to switch that up. Yeah. The pre-unit chopper will be probably the next one to go, next one to get fixed up. How long of a front end? Ooh, I should guess. probably measure it. Probably like 
14 over. It's a big girder front end. It's Fuck. a big motherfucker. Damn. And it's rigged too, so it sticks way out. Yeah. It's longer it than. It better any, be if it's, it's a 14 it's over. It's longer than any of my other bikes. I don't know. I've seen guys fucking rocking a 12 over with stock fucking rake on it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Sky man. high, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's just too much. That's dude. when people got this the single seat. The, they got the king queen seat with the fucking the, the, the scoop hump. in the back. Yeah. Yeah. The and, they're, and they're laying on it because they they're so high. They never made a movie called Ten Over or Twelve Over. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Just saying. <laughs> 2008. <laughs> Before that even came out, everyone's just like, "Fuck every well, rake, right?" They need to make a movie called Two Under. Yeah. Oh yeah, D rake. Yep, D rake the fucking Indian Larry. The Indian special. Larry story. Yeah, literally. I was just gonna say, good. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh fuck. So, what else do you have in in store for Moto Campo? If people want to order an issue where can they get the magazine and what should they expect zine. in ugh, fuck it's, it's so all true right. it's alright yeah, I call it the magazine but it's a zine so it's like, it's like a, I'm lying to your face yeah. um, is it like so I'm not sure is it like Uncle Henry's is that a zine <laughs> that's a big ass zine is what that is it's like Uncle a big Henry's. ass buy swap sell do you know zine. about Uncle Henry's Oh, you know, I gotta bring up that I don't know about yeah, it. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't you know. Wake up, <laughs> wake up. Damn. This is like the staple of Maine and New Hampshire. That's what brings us together. I, you know what it Uncle is? Henry's it's like is he's the... from Maine, you're from New Hampshire, and I think I'm from, I'm from Connecticut. So, listen, you you've been in New Hampshire, New Hampshire forever. That's cool. I've been in New Hampshire for like 10 years. The entire time you've spent on two <laughs> wheels has been in New Hampshire. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. Uncle Henry's is like Craigslist, but in print form. Because for a long time there was an internet in Maine. Oh shit! I'm kidding. But what, um, so wait, what is it? It, it is that. Though, do you remember right? the want ads? Huh? Do you remember the want ads? What are you saying? The want ads. Want ads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the, the magazine you pick up. It has like everything for sale. It's like Craigslist. Yeah, we could. They called it the Yankee Flyer in Connecticut. Yeah, Shout yeah, out that's, to fucking that's, dirty that's about it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So it's Uncle Uncle Henry's just like smaller forms like. It's like, like 200 pages uh, full of Yeah, yeah, just like people like buying and selling shit. Yeah. Your local buying and selling paper. It's at every gas station. Oh, and now I get it why you're like, yeah, yeah, because before they had internet. Okay. I'm on, I'm on board. Great. The last horse crosses the finish line, boys. We're here now, so yeah, we can talk about whatever. Finish first, first you have to finish. <laughs> whatever you were talking about before, we can jump back into that now. <laughs> oh, fuck. What I do want to tell you is about what a moto compo is, and I didn't know about it know what it was until about two two or three years ago. Um, so it is a Honda product, but it was made for the Honda City. And it was it was a little motorcycle that would fold up and go in the trunk of this bike in Japan, and they only marketed them in Japan. So these like weird little JDMs, and you can get them imported to the states from time to time, but they're mad rare, and so. What it was is a bike that you would unfold because you'd have to park way outside of the city because there's no parking in the city. And then you'd ride your little bike into work and you fold it back up into its little suitcase and then take it up into your office building. That is the fucking coolest shit, dude. Super cool. Oh my god, right? When your fucking car breaks down and you're like, I gotta get before cell phones to wherever the fuck I have to go. You got a little motorcycle in the trunk. You just unfold the fucking thing and you ride it. It looks like a suitcase with wheels. And how have how have we not heard of this? Because the, the, they're like I said, they're mad rare in the states, and they only made them for a couple of years. So they're like, if you ever, 
if you ever see like one that's for sale that's like a special jdm import yeah (laughs) buy it of course because if it comes with the city you have a car and a motorcycle so that's a sweet deal but god that's fucking i can't believe i never heard of this that's the coolest concept though right yeah i don't know why i didn't catch on but it was cool so um that's how that whole name came about but um i love that that's like we always talk about having on, on chops you got your toolkit and your other shit that you have like Basically, we're like, if you gotta fucking stop, you've got all the shit that you need to pack out to where you could stay somewhere. But then on a fucking, in a car, you've just got a fucking motorcycle. Literally. Where you just fucking, you ride that. Check out the Monocompo. Right? I told you, man. (laughs) Oh, shit. shit. Dude, no joke. It's we'll like post a, a picture. Like I'm like show with post a picture. <laughs> yeah, please. You're, you're on. You're on top of the social media shit. That fucking that, that picture needs to go up. I mean, I'm basically driving a Motocampo city setup right now. But if it was like designed and made in Maine, it's a clapped out Toyota Tundra from 2008 with a broken down Honda motorcycle in the back that's in pieces. So <laughs> it's like the same thing, but not. It's basically that, you yeah. know. The fucking Tundra. You went for the big boy. Well, it was cheaper than Tacoma, so... I believe it. And also, I, I just bought a Tacoma, and I can it's stick fucking expensive. Like three motorcycles in the bed of it. Yeah. And I'm... You know, I have a lot of motorcycles that don't work, so I just take them around in the truck. And I'll Dude, the best part about having a truck is you can show people all your non-running motorcycles. Like, oh, yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, that's a pre-unit. Doesn't run. What about that one? That's another pre-unit. That's in pieces. Yeah. Um, in pe- progress, I feel like is a great way to say it. That one, that one's in progress. That's a nice way to put it. You know, very eloquent. If people want to, um, if people are interested in either picking up an issue or um, having themselves uh, get, getting being featured in the next issue, uh, Instagram is probably the number one place to get a hold of me, and it's Motocompo Mag. So it's at Motocompo Mag. Um, I've also got the email, which should be. Let me check real quick so I don't tell you the wrong one because that would be embarrassing. Do some quick double checking while we pull this up right now. A 1985 Honda City R and Moto Combo. Comes with the whole setup. 15,000. Oh, that's a steal. 15,000. You get a running Honda uh, car, which is going to be reliable. Oh, it's the car, too? Yeah, Yeah. it's a city. The the, (laughs) the model name is the city. And the motorcycle, which will probably run, too. The car looks like a super old... Square body Honda Civic hatchback. Beautiful. You know what's amazing? That they have that. Oh, that's damn. That's tight as shit. <laughs> Little combo just goes right in the trunk of it. Dude, that so is sweet. fucking epic. That's the picture I want to post. Don't just post that this picture. This is like the, the first thing. ruckus ever made. I was yeah. just going to say, yeah, dude, so much like that. And it's amazing that we don't have that here because there's so much like more open space Versus Japan, like made this a thing in Boston, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like there's so much more distance. City bike needs to get on this. City bike, we're calling you out. Yeah, fucking up at City Bike Instagram. (laughs) Hundred percent. You guys are making mistakes. (laughs) You need to fucking correct them. You need to get some goddamn motor compos. Fucking up. up. Yeah, y'all need to wake up. Need to pay attention. All right. So, um, what's that email? Oh, it's it's motocompo it's motocompo mag at gmail dot com. So it's all motocompo mag. Everything. Perfect. Yeah. So motocompo mag at gmail dot com. I don't do Facebook because that shit sucks. Oh, thank God. I, we had we had a point here in the podcast locked out. You remember where people were like, "You guys need to post more stuff on Facebook," and we were like, well, we "Kind of do." Nah. 
We need to abandon that platform completely. No, we don't. Yeah, are you guys looking to get your identity stolen by Mark Zuckerberg? It's free advertisement. The old Mark Zuckerberg. Whoops. <laughs> old Mac, Macky Mac. But I no. It, it, is anybody still using that? Yeah. Nobody's sure. using There's that. There's a bunch of Actually, guys on Facebook. Um, Facebook Marketplace. I had no idea. It's Marketplace is the best where, part. Yeah, it's the shit. Like, if you want to buy or sell shit, that's where it's at. Sorry, Uncle Henry's. You know what we should do is just is just <laughs> they should just make Facebook just Facebook Marketplace, and Facebook should just take the place of let go, and we just let that be, and then all the other shit you can keep that. You know what I like about Instagram that I hate about Facebook? What's it that? It's not like the my poor life post on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like Instagram is like a happy place, and Facebook is like borderline committing suicide. <laughs> Agreed, dude, a thousand percent. Nobody's on Instagram. Like making anybody that on Instagram is like, hey, check out my cool shit. People on Facebook are like, my life sucks. All fa- every time I go on Facebook, it's just like. Well, I guess this is my fucking life. Yo. And then they're just like, there's just a person hitting refresh on the comments waiting for somebody to be like, what's wrong? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. Shit went wrong. I'm not doing man. any of this. Yeah, you abandon that shit. You just click game. right over to Marketplace. Forget yeah. the rest of that. I just put like the little emoji of Michael Jackson eating popcorn. Yeah. Then I can just check out the comments. <laughs> that is so true. Oh, so, fuck. Zach, tell us. This coming year, Moto Capo, do you have a goal, a, a certain number of people maybe that you're trying to reach out to, or if maybe if maybe it's more specific than that, maybe it's a particular project type thing where you're trying to focus on specific type of bike, maybe a type of truck, maybe a certain year range. Is there anything in particular that is catching your eye where you feel like next year this is what you're going to be? focused on I really like the shows um uh Cheap Thrills New Tradition Moto Expo um you know stuff at the runs like Gypsy Run and Deadbeat and Run to the End um I I like shooting bikes a lot mostly and but the other thing I'm a sucker for is like JDM cars Hiluxes, you know, Datsuns, old Honda Civics, um, and there's like stuff like that tucked away. So occasionally I'll find them, but those are harder to find. So bikes and choppers are easier in comparison to that. So sure, year range you prefer? Like you like pre eighty four. Pre-84. Yeah, man. Damn, like, I had a 2010 Civic in the fucking driveway. I thought you'd be all about it. Uh, you know, like, is, <laughs> is it, like, mad stance dad and crazy? Like, oh, is it God. Got, like, the well, how, big, how big is the spoiler? You got, like, a six-foot spoiler on the back? Yeah, dude, the back end is always coming up on my stock Civic, so, I, yeah, I had to throw a spoiler on it. I actually love, and I would never have a bike or a car <laughs> like it, but have you guys heard Bosuzoku style? No, so I haven't heard. Oh, I can't say a, I've heard it's that. A, it's a Japanese style, and it's like for cars. They have these humongous front splitters that are like three feet long out in front of it, and a spoiler that's like four feet tall, and then exhaust pipes that have been extended like twelve feet up the back. It's all crazy shit, and they're they're super lowered, like to the point where they're dragging on the ground. If you look up Bosuzoku right now, you'll find insane vehicles. I've definitely seen cars like that. In my Can life. you spell Bosuzoka? Um, uh, just a second. Let me make sure I spell it right because I don't want to mess it up. It's spelled Bose. I'm, I'm thinking B O S U Z O K A. It's Bose. Bose. I think it's B O S O Z O K U. 
Bosuzoku. Um, it's just this like wild cu- custom scene in Japan that guys are mad into. When guys do bikes with it, they have king queen seats and they're huge. They everything looks like it's out of place. Yeah, and the king queen seat looks like it's built for a bike that's three times as big as the bike itself. It's <laughs> a huge hump, and then a, the queen seat is like six feet in the air, and then a front fairing that's not like gigantic and ballooned. It just sticks out about two feet from the handlebars and then comes up. If you were to take like a normal like sh- like short fairing and then stick it out on and put a five gallon it. bucket behind it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then to have it come up on there, like that's the style that they're I've all about. Seen that. Yeah, it's bizarre. And it's just like, wow, this is nuts, but I'm sort of into looking at it. It's terrifying to think about, but I don't want I can't me. wait to see a picture. I it's one want of those <laughs> things where like you can't like in my mind I'm like, what a ridiculous thing to do. But then immediately I'm like, okay. Also show me a picture immediately. Yeah. Because I have to see it. Like, so I guess maybe that's part of it. And I know, but like, it does seem like things that come out of Japan are like over the top. That is part of it. it it's literally uh, when you see the things that, that people are building and even the, I know we were talking about the style of it too. All of, all of the, the style of Japanese choppers is aggressive. It, it's, it's like you can't, you could not miss it. All of it. Um, and there's something to that. Who knows? Maybe there's just you're competing for a lot more attention over there. It does seem like their cities are a lot more attention grabbing as it is. So naturally, the bikes would follow suit. Whereas things over here, you get like a city like Boston, where it's like things are uh, they're not they're nowhere near the level that if you drove through Tokyo, you know, and then you drove through Tokyo, and then you drove through Boston, you'd be like, okay, Boston's a complete piece of dog shit compared to what i'm seeing in tokyo naturally the bikes would be representative of the the culture that they're coming up in so i guess it all makes sense yeah it's just like the weird custom scene over there and i'm like me and my buddies are we're about it just it's weird so it's cool it's cool i'd love to see it weird choppers weird cars are cool um but there's nothing like that over here so when it comes down to it like i'm into vintage bikes and especially choppers. It's harder to find choppers. You're more likely to find some dude on his old, like, Electroglide panhead that yeah. he's had since, like, 1961. Um, Barn find. Yeah. Yep. But I'm, I'm always stoked to find old bikes and old cars and talk to people about them. Like I said, mostly choppers, but I'm, I'm always looking for the next coolest dude who's got, like, an old race car that he's got sitting in his barn or something like that. For sure. And yeah. so how often does the zine come out? It's quarterly, um, so the next one will be out at the end of March, and um, then I'll have my summer issue after that, the fall one, and the winter one, so we're uh, always looking for content. Um, I, I also like to highlight um, some of the artists from the Portland area, too, especially if I, there's like uh, like custom graphic designers for bikes and cars and stuff like that, but also there's a couple tattooers in the area that are super cool that do design for like beer companies guys from guys from the local scene that are cool like that that i like to have in the zine from time to time so i got a guy that i'm been friends with for a couple years now that he's going to be in the next one he's cool dude so that's awesome yeah very cool yeah well hey dude we're looking forward to what's coming in the the future issues and 
happy to be shedding a light on what you're doing up there, man. I think it's awesome that that area, which I feel like is underserved in the chopper community, is getting a fucking bright light shined on it. It's lean, yeah. There's there's people up there that are into it, but it um, but they're few and far between. So we just gotta like look out for one another. The custom scene with a K. There you go. Well, for sure. Hey, so if anybody that's listening to this is in that area, you need to reach out to us or reach out to Zach directly at Moto Campo uh, on Instagram because we need to get this message out here. If you have a chop that you want featured, and even if you don't think that your chop deserves to be featured because what we've learned from talking to a lot of people is that people don't think that they're the problem is everybody thinks their bike is not worthy of being in a magazine right but we got a guy right here producing a zine that is all fucking about it so if you're in that area and that area is fucking huge because this dude went to cheap thrills reach out we will find a way to connect you guys or if you reach out to him directly you'll be networked straight in let's get some fucking content for this guy let's get this area the respect it deserves and the content that it deserves. I'm happy that you're doing this, man. I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It, like, somebody asked me one time, they're like, what's your main goal for the whole like zine thing that you're doing? And it's like a passion project, but at the same time, I was like, it's cool. To, it would be cool to highlight a ton of shit on the East Coast just because, um, you know, there's a huge scene in the West Coast and there's so much, there's every, everything's out there. Like, you want to talk choppers, you want to talk magazines, like, you want to talk... Like custom fucking, shops, you, you want to talk riders, fucking, fucking everything. Everything, everything is out there, and so it's like there's an overload to it. But there's a ton of history and heritage, like in New York and down in Virginia and Florida. Like dudes have ridden for years, and dudes have custom shit, like Willie's Chopper Time down in uh, Florida, and all the New York Chopper guys that have been around since the '50s and '60s, and all up through New England. There's just it's hard to find as much because it's just not as well spread out and not as well laid out as California. So. Sure. No, so, it's so like, true. It, it's just like all about highlighting the cool shit on the East Coast. That's all. And there's a lot of cool shit. Yeah. There really is a lot of cool shit on the East Coast. Like you said, like, guy who crushed Born Free, C.T. Newman, East Coaster. That's right. Buffalo. Right. He's fucking deep northeast. Right? <laughs> That's some cold-ass territory. Yeah. Buffalo's no fucking joke. That's fucking... That might actually be north of us. It's straight up like Canada. It's like right there. There's like 10 feet of snow Niagara Falls is in Buffalo, which is Canada. Got that lake effect. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that lake effect. That's so true, though. Honestly. So, like I said, if there's anything we can do... Uh, even if it's not, you know, just tonight, if there's anything we can do in the future to help keep shit going, I want to see people get featured. Yeah, if you're ever looking for, like, a special something to shoot, let us know. We'll fucking blast it. When am I going to get your guys' bikes in the shit? In the shit? Ooh, that is a great question. We're going to have to finish them, but... <laughs> I think, uh, no, you know, Side Chick... I'll keep tabs on it. <laughs> side Chick's not that far away from being it. You know, I got the Dirty Builds guys got my front wheel. Yeah. Front wheel comes back, that shit's ready for a shoot. So, we'll get in touch. Nice. Right on. That's awesome. Good. Because... You guys got exactly. I'm not. I'm really not that discriminatory. You know, like I don't really want some dude's 2008 
Evo Sportster like I have. In it. <laughs> he said he's got it, you know? He said it's on him now. I would I wouldn't the future buy Evo Sports. <laughs> so exactly. You meet the criteria, you're fine. Um but but people who are just like into like customizing their shit in a little more radical way than just like changing the bars out. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent heavy modifications. Yeah, cut off a critical piece of um, structural integrity of your motorcycle so that it's a little bit. So if it makes it better, the hood rat. The only thing that's two thousand seven is the motor. That's, Everything else is custom. That makes it perfect. Then. Yeah, but how much angle iron is on it? Zero. Yeah, maybe you, change that. you should really look into we like welding <laughs> some pieces of angle iron on it too, so that it makes like, it look like so a square it stands frame. vertical, so it looks like a fucking porcupine. <laughs> I want people to think it's a bridge. <laughs> People to just be like, woof. Like, oh yeah, you, I could drive Man, my that car square. Over that. Yeah, oh. Steel braided fucking God. frame. <laughs> That's right. That's what you need. That'll get you in the fucking zine. <laughs> That's all it takes. Oh, that's fucking awesome, though, dude. Thank you, Zach, so much for coming on, man. Thank you guys for having me. Totally stoked to be here. It was great. Awesome. And like I said, anything comes up in the future, you're looking for content. Look our way, man. We'd be more than happy to link you up. Absolutely. Everybody is always welcome to hit me up. I love it. Awesome. And uh, give them, just before we roll out here, Instagram handle again and Gmail where they can get in touch with you. Um, the Instagram handle is at motocompomag and the email is motocompomag at gmail.com. Beautiful. Love it, man. Thank you again. All right, guys. So that was a fucking kick-ass interview with Zach from Moto Compo. Big shout-outs to him for fucking coming through the studio on a Tuesday night to lay down a killer episode. It's and fat, again, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. So, before we close it out tonight, we gotta talk about the show we went to last weekend. Yes. Do you want to give people a quick rundown? Oh, fuck. You want me to do the whole rundown? Not the whole rundown, but at least let them know what it was. Okay. Uh, we rolled up to Somerville, motherfucking Massachusetts. To fucking Mass, man. You know that's where they make Alan's Coffee Brandy, right? Really? In, in Som- Somerville? Somerville, Massachusetts. I didn't fuck. know that. If I'm lying, I'm dying. <laughs> I also did not know that. So, I pull up to the address. It's at a Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, what in the fuck? Something's wrong here. <laughs> you see the Dunkin' <laughs> at a Dunkin' Donuts. So I call Fat Man. He tells me to pull around the back of the fucking building. <laughs> no place to park. He's from the city. He knows what's up. So I'm like, oh, look at this little parking lot. Parked in the parking lot. Terrible decision by the end of the night. But, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Rolled up inside. Gorgeous bikes. Um, we set uh, upstairs right by the bar. That was fucking key. Yeah, so they had a double bar in this place. They had... Bar downstairs, right next to the dance floor, right where all the bikes Slash were set floor. up. Chopper floor. And then upstairs, they had another bar with some fucking full, like, bowling alley chairs, seating area. place was kind of crazy. It was at this place called Once Somerville. And Once is all caps. I don't know if that's because it's an acronym or not. I never found out. But place was pretty cool. There's, there was, like... Eight, eight to ten bikes, maybe. Decent turnout for a winter show. Yeah. And we got to be sandwiched right between B3 and Fat Man Custom Motors. So we got to kick it with our fucking sponsors at the show. Fun. It was fun. 
And we got to meet people. We met so many fucking people. Dude, Holy no shit. one ever saw the sign on the front of the fucking table because mm. there was always people in front of the table, which was good. Sold no merch. Yeah, we sold almost no merch. By the way, <laughs> you could you guys, not get to our booth. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, we'll throw a post up before this episode goes live. But we got fucking t-shirts now. We, we got t-shirts. We, we got beer mugs. We got regular glasses. We got shot glasses. We got decals. We got it all. We got it all. But we don't have a lot of any of it. So if you want it, scoop it up. Because that quick. shit's going quick. Quick, motherfucker. Not at the show, but now it will. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're on that subject, uh, give a huge shout out to all the people that pre-ordered and uh, picked up some shirts for the shit that I'm doing for uh, Loctite's Chop Shop. Appreciate it. Uh, that shirt was a fucking hit. Appreciate the motherfucking support. Now back to your fucking regular broadcast. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, overall, it was good to see everybody. We got to chop it up with... Uh, John from Easy Company, Mr. John Rapetto. Finally. Yeah. I try to catch that motherfucker at every show, and he's just always so goddamn busy. He's a popular guy. He is. So we finally got a chance to chat with him, and we're looking to bring him on the show. So listen, if you guys want to hear John Rapetto's voice on this podcast... Blow up his inbox. Blow up that inbox. Just ruin it. <laughs> just fucking send him a bunch of messages... <laughs> <laughs> we'll fucking One letter at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Sick the Florida boys on him. We'll just we're gonna make it happen. He's got some great stories. He's built some wicked cool bikes, and he is working at the um, Easy Co. <laughs> no, not uh, working on. Sorry, not working at. Yes, he's working at Easy <laughs> at Easy Co. But uh, working on the um, People's Champ build right now. Yes. So, he's got some big projects in the works. We can't wait to have him on to talk about what's going on. And in case we don't get him on until after, a quick reminder to everybody to vote for Easy Company if you get a chance when, whenever the voting starts. I haven't actually checked on the dates yet, but um, he's a local guy. He does great work. Make it fucking happen. If he doesn't get through the next round... Every one of you are blocked from this podcast. <laughs> we will shut this podcast the fuck down. That's it, guys. We're abandoning the podcast. Get this guy through that motherfucking competition. He's building some cool shit. He's about it. You guys need to be about it, too. This is our local guy. So support your local people. That East Coast love. That's right. He's one that reminded me that you can live in Massachusetts and not have an inspection sticker and still fucking live your life. That's it. It's not like you're going to get pulled over right away. Just live your fucking life. <laughs> Unless your bike looks like shit. Then you get pulled over. That's it. If you have cool shit and it's yeah. against the law, it's okay. If you have shitty shit and it's against the law, you're fucked. There you go. So that's, that's the inspiration right there. Build a fucking cool-ass bike. Don't build some hack shit. You'll be good. I'd love it. Um, what else about that fucking show? I screwed it out of there before the bands came on. I had uh, other endeavors. But I, we stuck around for a solid fucking seven hours. We were there 11.30 to 7, yeah, I think. eight hours. Did yeah. you guys have a favorite bike from the show? It was hard to pick one. I know. Dude, it that is that fucking to say. white pan. I gotta be... Yeah, dude. Who oh, owns that bike? Speed... Uh, 
Speed Boy, '69 Speed Boy. I got pictures of that Holy thing, and it's fucking shit. Lit as shit, yeah. That bike is gorgeous. You're talking about the one with like it's got like a little bit of like purple, purple in yeah. it somehow. God damn, man, that bike is off the fucking chain. Gorgeous. Who's maroon? Was that Repetto's shovel? Yeah, the, the one with the fucking the twelve point buck of shovel heads there with the with the bars that that scoop. The maroon one, way back. His is maroon, so there were two of them because. Repetto's, I believe, is it's a maroon frame, but if you're talking about, I think there was an you're talking about the chrome one, right? With the wide glide front end with the spacers. No, I definitely like anything with the wide glide. Oh, fuck you, that was a good That's one. For sure. I fucking <laughs> I like the wide glide with the narrow tire and the fucking spacers. It has, it has its place. I'm not about that. Yeah, like a, like in a in the chopper hall thing, like a yeah. mad narrow 21 inch tire with a yeah. Speedmaster on it. Yeah. Exactly, and then there's like fucking like. Three inches on either side yeah. of negative space. And you just like shove a bunch of washers in there to fill up the spacers. That's right. You fucking load them up. <laughs> That's terrible. Load them up, hearing them jingle as you go down the road. This is fucking shit right there. I don't really have room to talk. I got a fucking 250 rear tire chopper, so. Yeah. I mean, I can't really talk about your negative space and the fucking. I don't know that that excess that they had there, that big, weird, wide. Now that's like, or not wide, but real long, but. That long ass excess that they had, yeah. that was sick as shit. That one was bad. I had a Harley front end with a spoolie and then a Harley rear tire too. That's at Ryan Real Low USA. That's Real Low's bike. That's yeah. good to and know. You who still that don't is have actually. a Harley front end on that XS. Well, so he's got <laughs> coming back to what you said before about dropping millimeters on front ends. Is it a thirty-three point four? Mine is a thirty-four. That's a thirty-five. So uh, in. A later years, I think 76 is the last of the 34 millimeter XS front ends. And then every other XS had a 35. And if you want extended fork tubes, they're all over the internet unless you have a 34. In which case, go fuck yourself. Nobody makes them. You have to have a 35. You know where you can get them? I bet it's forking by Frank. I, I, yeah, the problem, it's just the, the, the expense. Yeah. You're talking double the price just because of a millimeter. I mean, I, I do know that they're out there, and I mean, I've, I've much, toyed with the how idea. How much do you really care? How much do you want that spaceship, bro? <laughs> I mean, do you want to move or not? You want me Neil Armstrong? Yeah, you want to be a little can, bitch? I love that meet, I me on, meet me on Mars, Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> oh, I can rock man. that shit for 250 bucks. That's sports to life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think the, I think the the extended tubes are like 200 bucks. But then, if you want them by Frank, I'm sure it's going to be like four hundred. Sell both of the Yamahas, get a sporty, and your life would just be so much worse. Buddy mine's better trying, at the same time. Buddy mine's got like four XS six fifty that he's trying to sell to get a shovel head. So holy shit, what sounds four? about right? Uh, well, he's got like almost fifteen bikes. I so. kind of want one. What is he asking for these things? Um, like. If it's finished, probably like between no, two and finish. Oh, not finished. Not finished. Maybe like. But I want everything. Fifteen hundred or two grand. Maybe. <laughs> I want it all. I want the lower price with the better one. Like he's got he he he, he likes good shit, man. He he's got good taste in chopper parts. Shit. And like no aftermarket crappy repop stuff. But eh, like fifteen hundred to two thousand bucks maybe for like a, like mm. all the parts. He. He, we walked into Cheap Thrills, no shit. We'd been there, and he had a bike in the show, and he and another guy who had uh, had a uh, booth set up for their swap, and he hadn't been in the swap meet 
for more than 10 minutes and he sniffed out the first excess or the first excess uh, motor that was for sale there. He got like basically an entire excess with a fucking title for 200 bucks. Holy shit. Yeah. Jesus. He's a hound, man. Wow. Me, me and the other guy we were like behind him, like following him for a second. And we're like, we got to get out in front of this guy because he's going to get all the shit before we fucking get there. <laughs> he's a plague. He just comes in like locusts <laughs> and just like snaps up all the good shit. Damn. Fuck. Right? Kind of watch out for those guys. Yeah. That's how to swap them with Bob. Sounds like it. Yeah, if you're falling behind him, is there anything left over? Or no. is it just like scraps? Yeah. I mean, for Evos, it's pretty easy. But <laughs> you're just picking up carburetor screws yeah. after him. That's about it. <laughs> like, hey, you drop this ball. <laughs> <coughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, the show was good. Uh, we enjoyed it. Thank you, Shop Ahead. Thank you, Full Speed Ahead. It was refreshing to get back and be able to chat with all the homies. That's what we need, because it's tough to get everybody out of their fucking garage. Like, if you're just like, hey, if you message everybody that was at that show, like, hey, you want to hang out? Nobody will write you back. Get fucked, bud. Be like, hey, you want to pay some money and hang out? They're like, fucking A. Thought you'd never <laughs> ask. So, you want to get boxed in by a fucking piece of shit <laughs> driving a Mercedes? You want to have one Mercedes box eight people in and one fell swoop? <laughs> Come on out. So... Yeah, it was a good show. Thank you. We appreciate it. We had a good time. What's uh? Do we know the next show that's coming up? It's usually Deadbeat that I look forward to, but that's not in July anymore, so... I'm definitely looking forward to Deadbeat. I'm looking forward to fucking Laconia. Laconia? Oh, fuck. That's coming up soon. Dude, it's going to come up quick. You better get your bike done. You better get your bikes done. I got one bike done. (laughs) The next at Moto Jam is going to be March 23rd. Oh, shit. All right. My bike's not done for that. That's too quick. We got to hill climb that sucker? <laughs> yeah, I was going to hill climb the prison. And drive a bunch of machine screws into the rear tire. <laughs> you could have the Dude, that video done, Rick sent, though, of the fucking guy doing the burnout on the, the garage floor with the studded tires, and he's just oh shooting God. a fucking rooster tail of sparks. Holy fucking shit. That was epic. You could... Can we make... Yeah. All right. Are you guys going to be ready for El Diablo run? Oh, my God. That's... EDR baby, one hundred percent on my bucket list. Coming up on coming up in May. Uh, it's uh, I think it's it's the third through the sixth. Yeah, my the buddy. last one I looked at with the EDR guy that plays sixth, Roadstar, Hardtail okay. Roadstar. But he mind just he bought he copped an SR five hundred chopper. It's amazing. It was uh, this thing is unreal. Just because of like whoever built it just built it the way I imagine all of us would build an SR chopper and I needed a top end rebuild with rings and get it honed out and he bought it for $800 out in San Diego buddy of ours out in San Diego took care of it brought it in and he just rebuilt it this last weekend it's fucking amazing it's, that a, is awesome. it's a one kick bike now and he's gonna rip it for EDR dude that's fucking badass Fuck can we it. make like a a sworn promise real quick sure before you get any deeper on the road star. Can we just at least put the points in? That's fair. I just want... That way you can go balls deep into the road star, but we know the excess is... Alright, that's what I'll do next. I'll <laughs> do the points mean? I'll do the points before I do the rest of the shit I was going to do. Just that way we got something. Fair enough. We have a lot of shit to do this summer. And I got to buy the spokes. Yeah, it's nothing. So Dirty Builds can relace the wheel. That's nothing. We can use the rusty ones if need be. Yeah, Nick and Jim. 
This, uh, MIG will weld rusted material, won't it? it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just brush them up. We'll do stick welding rods for you folks. <laughs> there you go. The fucking 7018 front. <laughs> just get it ready. Uh, Strange Days is in July, too. Everything's Cut coming out. Fast. Also, that's when Hard Times is, too. I am. July. Fucking hard times. Keith Swapney's coming up. Well, when, did, when, when does that come up? I don't have the fucking date on it, but I know it's coming up soon. We got no dates. We got no time. We got no dates, but it's fucking happening. <laughs> <laughs> be ready. That's the one to look out for. If you ever go into a Keith Swapney, the spring one is where you want to fucking be. Get in there before Bob gets in there, Because guys. the one that's in the fall... Mm, Everybody's already picked through their shit. Yeah. The fall is... Mm, you might find a leftover, but... Spring is definitely the time to fucking find the treasures. That's what I heard because there's a there's a huge swap meet in Brimfield, Massachusetts, at the flea market there, and yeah. I went there, and everybody's like, you got to go to the May one in, in the spring because that's mm-hmm. when everybody's been hoarding their shit all winter long. So that's when you show up. So that makes sense. Like the Keen swap meet in the spring, everybody figure everybody does their like, builds in the wintertime in New England. That's when you have all that leftover shit. You gotta have all, all those iron and hardtails and and there was a couple frames when we went to the one in the fall. There was a couple iron head frames that were buckhorn bars, remarkably cheap, like two hundred, three hundred bucks. I was like, fuck. Nineteen inch front wheels and yeah, everything. Sixteen inch rears and mag wheels. Shit, nobody gives a fuck about <laughs> <laughs> mag wheels. <laughs> Some really like ugly ass Kyriakin grips and shit. Oh yeah, gotta have them. Uh, I got a couple pairs of buck ones. Yo, what you should do is get a um, um, a two part riser piece so that you can cut those in half and you can shape them however you want. Cut those suckers in half and then you screw them into the sides there and then they'll clamp down and then you have your own little like That's setup. Not a bad idea. Buddy of mine just cut a big set of apes down in the middle there so they're pretty narrow now. He had like some like. 12 or 14 inch apes that he uh, cut the middle out of because they were super wide yeah. and he's got them going into a, uh, a two piece riser set up and it looks sick you see the ones on the hood rat those things that came off a street light I think. <laughs> those things are wide as fuck yeah cut those hate motherfuckers em. out and narrow them I have another set of bars I'm just taking those things right off narrow them up hate them but whatever you guys ready to go to the garage I think we're ready alright you got a closing thought I need to put those motherfucking points in. You do. I love that clo- that fucking closing. You got a closing thought? Give us something that's fucking... You'll never hear anybody say unless you're from Maine. That's what my old man used to tell me. Street is neat. Hey, I like it. That's it. We'll do a quick spit break and then uh, lock tight. You got break. anything to close this that's out? That's it. It's Friday, motherfuckers. From California to Maine, the slogan stays the same. The name of the game is cut the fucking frame. Made this here with all the ice on in the booth. At the gate outside, when they pull up, they get me loose. Yeah, jump out, boys. That's Nike boys hopping our coast. This shit way too big. When we pull up, give me the loot. Give me the loot. Was off the Remy, had up at post. Had to in my old town to duck the news. Our lockdown, we made no moves. Now it's 4 a.m. and I'm back up popping with the cool. I just landed in, Chase B mixes pop like Jamba Joe's. Different color chains, think my jeweler really selling fruits. And they joking, man, know the crackers so, wish it so, was a so, nose. So, so I said, Surrender retreat, we all lit too deep. Play, play, play for keeps, don't play us a week. So I said, Surrender retreat, we all lit too deep. Play, play, play for keeps, 
This shit way too formal, y'all know I don't follow suit Stacy Dash, most of these girls ain't got a clue All of these hoes I made off records I produce I might take all my exes and put them all in a group Group Hit my essays, I need the booch About to turn this function to Bonnaroo Told her I been, you coming too In the 305, bitches treat me like I'm Uncle Luke Have to slot the top off, it's just a roof uh. She said, where we going? I set the moon We ain't even make it to the room She thought it was the ocean, it's just a pool Now I got her open, it's just a ghost who put this shit together? I'm the glue. So and said. Shorty face, Tommy out the blue. So and said. So and said, motherfucker. So and said. Don't play with the Yeah! Astro. She's in love with who I am Back in high school, I used to bust it to the dance yeah. Now I hit the FBO with duffels in my hands I did half a Zan, 13 hours till I land Had me out like a light, ay, like a light, ay, like a light ay. Slept through the flight, ay, not for the night ay. 767, man, this shit got double bedroom, man I still got scores to settle, man I crept down the block, down the block. made a right, yeah Cut the lights, yeah Pay the price, yeah. Niggas think it's sweet. No, never. It's on sight, yeah. Nothing nice, yeah. Vegas in my eyes. Jesus Christ, yeah. Checks over stripes, yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah. Lost my respect. You're not a threat. When I shoot my shot, that shit wetty like on Shaq. See the shots that I took. Wet like on Book. Wet like on Lizzie. I be spinning valley circle blocks till I'm busy. Like where is he? No one's seen her, I'm tryna clean her She's in love with who I am Back in high school, I used to bust it to the dance Now I hit the FBO with duffels in my hands I did half a Zan, 13 hours till I land Had me out like a light, 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 like a light Yeah, Pastor Dawson Shelly he's sending texts, ain't sending kites Yeah, he say keep that on lock, I say you know this shit is tight Yeah, it's absolute, yeah I'm back with Boo. It's lit. La Ferrari. The Jamba Juice. Yeah, we back on the road. They jumping off no parachute. Yeah, shorty in the back. She say she working on the glutes. Yeah, oh my God. ain't by the book. Yeah, this how it look. Yeah, by the check. Yeah, just check the foots. Yeah, pass this to my daughter. I'ma show her what it took. Yeah. Baby mama, cover Forbes. Got these other bitches shook. Yeah. yeah.